So hi, this podcast is recorded in a house with animals, most of whom are asleep right now, uh, except a couple of the chickens. It's still a little light outside, but they were all in their coops, so I, I closed Mama them. Did Mama Goth and her babies go back in? They did. They did it. It's adorable. She has pancaked out, and there's peeping, but you can't see them unless like, you, you make a noise or something, and then a head will poke out of her feathers to look at you. <laughs> And the Jersey Giants are okay, too, and, and everybody's... Amazon said their run will arrive tomorrow by 8 p.m., but you're going to be medicated from uh, yes. jaw surgery, so for all yeah. the good it will do. We'll talk a little bit about more, more about that in, in a few minutes. The thing also to remember is we swear a lot. Yep. So this podcast is not necessarily for small children, but we tend to keep it within the PG-13 range, or at least we try to. Honestly, but, I don't think too many small children are out there with their uh, their Franklin Covey planners. A man can dream. <laughs> I mean, some of the colors that Tool has put out for spring are don't just... Don't say it right. Tool. Has put a, two, yeah, okay. So welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode 98. Uh, I am your host, Kevin Sonny. We, you probably knew that by now. Uh, my Wombat co-host is here with me, Ursula Vernon. Yo! And so, yeah, we got, we got a lot going on in the next week, and we've already had a lot sort of go on in the past week, and I have an amazing and kind of long interview for later, and we'll talk about Woo. that, too. So the big thing for me has been getting everything done before I have the previously mentioned dental procedure. We're not going to get into details because some of you are squicked by dental right. things. So right. if you're dental phobic, don't worry. It's just this will yeah. knock him down for a while. It should be, you know, I expect two days at least. Half day for the procedure, half day to recover from the uh painkillers and anesthesia, and then another day because, oh god, these things, they really screw with you, as I found when I had the others done. The others were a little more extensive than this one. But he still has to take the, the super oh, meds. Yeah, the super meds, the, the super painkiller, and the, this is just going to knock you out, or if it doesn't knock you out, you won't remember. Uh, which is, you know, it, it does have an impact on your productivity, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the fact you spent you're a zombie for a day yeah uh, yeah yeah so you, i plan around it and i try to take extra at least the day after to recover i the first time i went back to work immediately the day after right got it done got up you know all that stuff and then had to do all my calls the following day terrible idea horrible mistake i did not give myself enough time to recover everything healed fine so it wasn't like there was a problem it's just i was miserable for like two days oh yeah maybe three unfortunately that is not should not be as much of an issue this time oh right i haven't started my new job yet although parts have started arriving from the company i announced last week when i got the welcome kit i am joining elastic the uh company that does uh, metrics and searching and data collection log stuff. They create three products, Elasticsearch, Logstash, and Kibana. Those are the three flagships. There's a whole bunch of other little things that go with it that are really awesome. Or, as we said at lunch, 
It's great he got a job. Do you have any idea what he does? Not a fucking clue. <laughs> yeah, the, the tech people are like, ooh, that's cool stuff. And it means I can, I, I have all the tools to collect data and make pretty pictures with it. And I'll be f- helping support the live cloud environment. It's going to be really cool. And I'm really excited about it. And next week is my first week. So all the, the like my laptop is supposed to get here Monday. Uh, which is my first day. So that'll make, you know, logging on for the first time and joining that welcome to the company new hire con call that I'm already scheduled for really interesting. Uh, yes, particularly if you don't have the laptop. Before. Well, I, I have other laptops, okay. and, you know, but there's a whole lot of stuff that needs to be done that may not necessarily rely on that laptop. But, you know, I've got all this stuff kind of putting aside so that when I get the laptop, I can start installing the tools I need and the tools I use and things like that. Cause they're just shipping me a Mac straight from the manufacturer. Excellent. Excellent. Yep. So I got all these parts and, and you're excited. I am. I'm very excited. I was on one of the uh, Slack channels. I belong to over on the Hangops Slack. For those of you who do DevOps or SRE or just system administration, Hangops is a great place, but it was like, oh, hey, you know, uh, we've got, they've got a whole bunch of job listings at Elastic. And I'm like, yeah, actually, one of those I start on Monday, which, you know, everybody's like, oh, congratulations. Somebody's like, oh, I'm there, too. So there's a, several of us, apparently, that hang out on Hangops on the regular, which is also pretty cool. I love the community that's built up. And I think having that community is a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. On the one hand, having a good, strong community of people in your field can be helpful, especially in a technical field like mine, because if we have questions, if we have concerns, if we have a technical problem, if we just want to celebrate something that went really well, we can do that. The side effect is that, or the other side of the the, the other side of that sword is that it can become a time sink. Oh yeah. Well, you're talking to someone who lives on Twitter. Exactly. But more so in that, you know, I might get involved in a technical discussion about something and, oh, I've lost an hour when I maybe should have been doing something else. But uh, instead, you know, we were talking about the finer points of web server configuration. Or in the case of uh, the Food Wars channel, the horrors that are being visited on us by different you know it it, but it's but it's a it's still there's that feeling of community and if you're a remote person or someone who doesn't work well with others in the same physical space or on the same projects having a community like that can really help you make sure you're staying connected with the rest of the world and not as matthew inman in the uh Un- or not onion. Uh, oatmeal. The oatmeal said you're not developing a secret language that only you and your dog know. Yeah, uh, I'm on various Discord, uh, not Discord, Slack chats with other authors. I know a lot of them on Twitter, and, and it helps, but you got to balance that. I know lots of people who are like, I lose so much time on Twitter, mm-hmm. and it doesn't... I'm not going to say it doesn't affect me, but... I work in very short sort of spurts followed by slacking off kind of things. So I don't notice it to the same degree, I think, because I, you know, I'm suddenly I get an idea and I write 400 words. All right, then yeah. I go to Twitter. And Or today you had, you, you had a, a really good day. Something just clicked and you 
it said what 1600 words yeah, 1600, today? yeah. yes and tomorrow while you're getting operated on i will be sitting at probably the root cellar and right. hopefully knocking out even more words yeah uh so we'll see so that's that's sort of been the thing preparing making sure everything's ready to go so that if i have to spend two days basically uh under painkillers in bed which has happened oh, yeah. uh I, the world will not end i paid bills earlier today just to make sure i didn't miss anything uh, but you know the chickens are taken care of and then hopefully i can hit the ground running when things start back up on tuesday with the real job or at least the paying job uh wait is monday your first day of work or? tuesday tuesday okay. monday's a holiday okay memorial yeah memorial day memorial right. day yes tuesday's also my birthday yes it is it's okay it's your first day of work i'm not expecting to go do anything i'm expecting you to have your first day of work and i i buy you a bone box subscription to cover <laughs> yes. all of the incidental <laughs> holidays and birthdays and things. I haven't had to buy you a Christmas present in two years. This will be like the second year of not of your, you know, I get a shipping notice. Hey, your bone box on the way. And I'm like, woo, her birthday present is taken care of. Really. I consider your birthday present and your Christmas present and all the little incidentals is me renewing that subscription. Every, oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, so. no. I am. I'm very glad we, we, have arrived at an arrangement that is low stress for everyone, and once a month I get to go, woo, new skull. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. The one <clears throat> subscription that uh, had been suggested that I should look into is the iPen box subscription. Oh, Jesus. That was back during, uh, I want to say, the first year of the podcast, like the first two months. Uh, we were. It was uh, Reagan Earl. Uh, who had suggested instigator yeah well i i haven't gotten it i've been very good about not <laughs> getting it but ever since then i've been starting to slowly but surely experiment more and more with not using pre-filled cartridges for for my uh fountain pens which ended this week with me realizing i'm terrible at filling fountain pens <laughs> After the third mess I've I cleaned up in as many days and the stains, the ink stains on my fingers. Is there some tool that makes filling them easier? So there are a couple and I have them now. <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple, uh, there are some syringes you can use to just refill existing cartridges. There are much smaller bottles than like, because I, I got this. Beautiful, huge bottle of uh, Noodler's black ink. It's I forget the specific name on it. I, I had to buy it because it was very goth and it was very black. And the bottle, it's this big bottle. So if you're trying to dip your pen into it to refill it with a little twisty thing or something, it's, oh my God. Next thing you know, you've either almost dropped the pen or it comes with a dropper and the dropper gets stuff all over your fingers. And yeah, so... I tried an inkwell. You can see I have an inkwell on my desk now. It's stuck to the paper from where the ink spilled. I discovered something important about this inkwell. It doesn't have a watertight seal on the lid. That seems like a real problem. So if you overfill it or it tips a little bit, it leaks. Right? So I ordered some little jars that are TSA-approved size. Yes, roll your eyes. With screw tops so they don't shouldn't leak that are... Not so deep, and I can see what I'm doing when I'm filling them. I make less of a mess. It's important to have hobbies. Yes, and and practicing 
this has become, I don't know if it's a hobby, a labor of love, or just why do I do this to myself? But it turned out to be really handy when I discovered that the pens I bought in China, Mm -hmm. uh, the two ones I bought at the convenience store, because at the convenience store in... Somewhere in rural Tibet, we were at the base of Mount Kailash. Yeah, we were... uh, So, you know, they had school supplies, and I went nuts, and there are these beautiful pens that were cheap. I mean, these were dirt cheap. And they have great nibs on them, and I have no idea what they are. One of them is is black and just has the number six two eight on it, and that's so that's the other one looks like a a really cheap knockoff of a Lamy, but it doesn't have the Lamy nib. But uh, for something ridiculously low, like the equivalent of six dollars US, I got these two fountain pens. So I've been practicing filling with them, and doing that because I've got the other pen that I can't remember the name of off the top of my head right now that I bought in China on our way out. Cause I had all that extra yawn and I'm like, I really want this pretty fountain pen. So I bought the pretty fountain pen and it was still so cheap that I'm like, what am I going to do with all this? yuan? <laughs> I, I still have some on my, in a f- envelope on my desk. It's yeah. Indeed. Yeah. So that's, that's been sort of what I've been doing, uh, setting up, getting ready for the week and, filling fountain pens and making a mess you've been writing and gardening i've been writing and gardening Mm -hmm. and fiddling with a project that is Mm -hmm. absolutely not a comic no absolutely not and i can remain in denial about it being a comic until i figure i hit 25 pages yeah at 25 pages i'm going to have to admit that it's something but as long as i until i get there I am just fiddling around with the thing. So uh, the question I sort of have is, at 25 pages, is this a, now I will start actually publishing them? Or is this a, I'm going to, can you know, maybe post some previews and I think it's, save up until the story is done and then print a book? I think it's a, uh, write a script. Okay. And... Uh, depending on how the script looks and some other stuff, I, there's a few places I could shop it Mm -hmm. and see if somebody wanted to publish it. Uh, Mm -hmm. it is not a thing I wish to handle myself. Yeah. Um, I have done that road. I, I am, I know the, the pros and cons and, I like having other people handle that stuff. But there are places mm-hmm. I could I could shop it. It's just I uh part of it is the fact I'm using this tool called Comic Draw on my iPad Pro mm-hmm. and it's really slick. And I had no intention of doing anything, but people were recommending this. I'm like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll fiddle with it and see what the the looks like." And just the way it handles the word balloons is so <laughs> nice <laughs> like you write a script and then you it just and if you if you put a character's name in a colon and then that's a word balloon you just click the word balloon and drag it down into the page and it's right there with a tail it's like position it where you want move the tail where you want and it's yeah. like this is really nice and well if if you're fiddling with something then you have to you know have a project to fiddle with for a little mm-hmm. bit and then you know. So we'll see where that goes. I'm only at 10 pages. It's not serious for another 15. No, it's it's not. And we will not 
be talking about anything like do you publish it serially like you did with a prior project do you save it up and all at once or anything like that until it becomes serious and you've had a chance to shop it and all that stuff yeah i i think it's just a uh, a, a thing i don't worry about for another 15 pages there you go there you go that's about all i got that's all you got well yeah, yeah and video games yeah yeah so our friend or, or yeah our friend and previous person alicia day uh, wanted to check in with us and talk about how her life has changed in the six months, eight months since we interviewed her last. Is this a good one or a bad one? Um, it's a good one, Yay. but she did have to face some some challenges. It's been uh, interesting in that, you know, in the may you have an interesting life kind of way. And it's really neat to see how she's adapted, how her process has changed, how her life has changed. And she and I talked for some ridiculous amount of time that I'm going to share with everybody. Excellent. So before we get to that, though, I should warn you, there is some discussion of veterinary concerns and animal abuse in this one. Not as a perpetrator, but the, the, dogs, the dogs are okay now. The dogs are okay now. That's that's the important thing to say. So without further ado, I'm going to head off to the music, and we'll be back with Alicia right after this. Hi, folks. I am here with Alicia Baker, who we talked to last year when she was still Alicia Day. Congratulations again. Thank you. Um, and so we're going to do a catch up because you said in your email to me that things got crazy and that maybe we should talk about how these things changed. Oh, God, so much change. Um, <laughs> as somebody with an anxiety disorder, oh. it's been a lot. Um so we spoke in early April last year when um, my husband and I were heading straight for closing. My then fiance, now husband, uh, and I were kind of wedding planning, mostly just kind of like organizing it on the fly because we knew we wanted to get married kind of low key at a fish camp. Right. And then uh, closing on a house. We closed on a house April 20th, mm -hmm. moved April 21st. Yeah, I was going to say, so, I, I can see the new Ikea stuff behind you that wasn't it, like completely different view than last time. Yes, this is our house, um, which has been its own source of stress for the last year. Um, eh. Nothing like being six months in and a leak forming and water coming through the ceiling. It's uh, it's it, you get it's worse when you've bought new. Because now there's this sense of betrayal because, know. you know, like... <laughs> I, I, like The bones of the house are from the 1940s, so I understand okay. there's some soft spots and there's pieces and it's been completely redone. But I'm just like, why? What have we done to you? We didn't do anything to you. I, mine mine uh, was much more of a, this, that pipe has been fine for the last 20 years. Why is it leaking now? Because it's been fine for the last 20 years. Yeah, My exactly. I just had to... Uh, 
completely replumb his house that he's oh. been in for 32 years mm-hmm. because the copper pipes, which were under the foundation, were so porous that they were just one burst to the point where he could hear the water under the foundation in the dining room. Oh, um, that's bad. That's so, bad. Yeah. Yeah. It was, he's like, basically the repair was so expensive that it was only like $1,500 more for a complete replumb. That's, that's actually where we, where we were starting to get with the uh, HVAC and that, and we couldn't find anyone who could get parts for the one that came with the house anymore. That so, sounds like my dad and his yeah. printers. My dad keeps printers. I remember the oh. day we went and it was an HP like 5,000 that we bought or something. And they're like, oh, what was the previous model you had? And my dad's like, HP LaserJet 4. Um, I, yeah, no, I worked on Force back in and the it day. Worked yeah. well. It oh, yeah. Find the teller. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure the new one isn't far behind. So. <laughs> no, he's he's on like his fourth one since then. He can't keep keep up with them. He's a tax accountant. So oh, right. every May 15th, the printer goes, I'm done. I'm mm-hmm. on strike. I'm not working anymore. <laughs> and he's sunk so much money in toner that he's fine with the cost of replacing it anyway. We'll just replace so the same one. Part. Yeah. <laughs> um, but back onto the track. As yes. The scroll. Yeah off there um so we move into the house mm-hmm. i pay some sailors and beer and pizza to move us in um and for the entertainment of watching a very tiny female sailor boss some of the largest men i've ever seen around <laughs> like it was insane right because your husband born is leaders. navy yeah um born leaders man you yeah. can't you cannot build that into somebody and um then we literally two days later got mm-hmm. a dog okay <laughs> We now have the great doggy love of our life named Buddha. He's Yay. of absolute, like, we don't know how he stayed at the rescue for as long as he did. He was with them for like 10 months, mm-hmm. um, going through heartworm treatment and everything like that he's just oh, yeah. the chillest, sweetest, snuggliest. His life's purpose is to get you to sit still so he can sit on you. I, er, Ernie has discovered that if he if he looks sad and sneaks, or at least thinks he's sneaking, he can sleep at the foot of the bed on the bed, which has been. Uh, but it makes him so happy, and I don't want to be history's monster to just like get off the bed. You're not allowed. <laughs> that's us. Uh, that's mm-hmm. us. Pretty much. He knows that at night, um, if my husband is staying up late gaming, mm. um, because he has gotten sucked into Anthem. <laughs> um, so if he's staying up gaming, um, with his buddies, then I go to bed early because I'm a person who gets up and works like a person. And also thyroid disease constantly tired yeah. to the point where I'm just like, I'm old, I'm going to bed and <laughs> right. sleep is wonderful. There's only so much coffee and it runs out about nine 30 and, um, AM or PM. That. PM. Okay. <laughs> That's like the fifth cup by that point, and I can't justify another one because then it'll be 4 a.m. before I can sleep. Uh-huh. Uh, but Buddha knows that if dad isn't in the bedroom, then Buddha gets to sleep with mom. And oh. that is the ultimate snuggle time. Mm-hmm. Um, Buddha's night vision is very poor. So he has more than once woken me up when my husband is trying to sneak into the room because yeah. he thinks it's an intruder. Mm. Bless his heart. Um, oh, wait, who's harder your blessing, your husband's or the dog's? Both. Oh, I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> but we um we also started fostering in late June a dog named Waffles, who is a hound mix of some sort of butt wrinkles and attention whore. Yeah. And um 
like listening to KUEC, I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, you're just a really small hound with the olive in the grill. That is, I understand. Yeah. That oh, hi, tiny orange. Yeah, she's she's been she's been sort of lurking. And here, let me move this off of your favorite <laughs> sleeping like spot. It's like a sea monster for those at home who cannot see this process. There's like mm-hmm. a sea monster of orange fur that just kind of crested from the bottom <laughs> of the webcam. And then these ears go towards his face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, no, she, she, well, she had been sleeping here while I was recording Hidden Almanac, and I would reach over and I would scratch her under the chin, and so at least at one point I had to stop, I had to, you know, placate her, because otherwise the recording would have been mew, 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 while I was trying to do the, and I, that, I can't do that. It's not the tripping series, we can't justify that in the storyline. Right, (laughs) right. Um, so as the timeline goes on, we start fostering mm-hmm. waffles. She's going through heartworm treatment. Um, the reason that the rescue actually we had kind of tentatively reached out because Buddha is so social. He mm-hmm. loves other dogs. He loves people. If it's smaller than him, he especially loves it. Which ah. There is a lot that is smaller than him. Mm-hmm. Um, he, so we had tentatively reached out. She said, well, I have this intake and she's really defensive. And I think she could use a dog who is the <laughs> least alpha of alphas. And I was like, okay, so you want my 70-pound non-threatening monster? And she's like, please? <laughs> so yeah, no. We, got, we started fostering waffles, and she's been through heartworm treatment. She mm-hmm. made it through. Um, she had more doctor's appointments than I did for a while mm. there, which was special. In mm. September, my husband separated from the U.S. Navy. Yay. So he's a free man at least technically in two years, he can get called back at any time because of mandatory inactive reserve periods. So let's just hope nobody gets really trigger happy. And suddenly his high demand job that they aren't feeling behind him needs to be called back in. Ah, I can. And the fun part is what happens next is October. Um, The reason that I can now make political commentary is because (laughs) in October I interviewed for a new job in the first week mm-hmm. I uh, was offered the job the second week, the third week I got married and the fourth week I started the job. So yeah, <laughs> it was a lot. Um, in the middle of that was hurricane Michael. It came through. Um, because you're in Florida. It came through. Yep. I'm on the Eastern seaboard. So I wasn't on the panhandle that got hurt mm-hmm. as bad. My cousin's family actually missed my wedding because they had to go back out because my cousin is stationed out there at Tyndall air force base. Ooh. And, um, a very large oak tree came through their house. So yeah. they to, the, the pictures, the before and afters are insane, but my, my in-laws were driving from Louisville four days before the wedding when Michael was making its landfall (laughs) and they're coming from Louisville, which is kind of diagonal across Georgia, which lasts forever. And about the time they hit Atlanta was when the edges of Michael were coming through Atlanta and they start panicking because a Atlanta traffic sucks, hairy monkey balls. And even, even on good days. Yeah. It's, it's uh, fury road every day. (laughs) Um, My husband refuses to drive it and refuses to be conscious while I'm driving it. I I can't really, yeah, no, the last time I drove through Atlanta, well, it was Dragon Con, but the first time I drove through Atlanta, it was, um, it was like two in the morning and it was still, no, it was, it was still Fury Road. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, really? This is, this is crazy. Yeah. It's insane. And 
So they hit Atlanta and they call. They're like, I don't know if we maybe we're going to have to stop. And I'm like, guys, you're so close. So what you're going to do is you're going to reset your GPS for Savannah, Georgia. <laughs> and then you're going to get to Savannah and you're going to set it back to my house. And they're like, what do you mean? I said, it'll take you due east and straight south. And that's how you're going to get out of it. And they're like, wow, it's only going to add like a half an hour. I'm like, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> because if you keep on that diagonal, you're going to keep in this storm because he's coming land as far as you're going to be there. So just go. Yeah. How we got my my in laws here at like midnight that night. Um, yeah. They they did that drive all in one day. Bless I, them. I, I yeah, and I would like to note by the way that uh, you're pronouncing it correctly as Louisville. Don't call it Louisville because people will yell. And it's not Louisville. Mm-hmm. Louisville. I can't even mm-hmm. say it. It's Louisville. It's because, Louisville. Yeah. Um, I'm Southern, and I was raised right. And also, <laughs> my husband would physically beat me. Yeah. Um, about the head and shoulders with a pool noodle if I said it wrong. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, that's. <laughs> I had to qualify that with mm-hmm. the proper analogy because that's. I said it once that in a certain way that he just picked up a couch pillow and threw it at me. Ah, yes. Well. <laughs> so, because uh, that's where he's born and raised. So, um, the same thing. I can't. I have friends who live in New Orleans, and you can't say New Orleans. No. I can get away with New Orleans or Nolans, and those two are fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but so October was insane. Yeah. Then the rest of the year was relatively calm as far as it goes. Um, other than my thyroid decided to go jump off a medical cliff. Um, yeah. So I had a lot of stress surrounding that actually like before my wedding, which involved every bride's nightmare of having to go exchange my dress for a size up. Um, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, my, God. Yeah. My self-esteem took, took a big hit on that one. I wasn't going to lie because I had bought it back when I was... Uh, about March, April ish. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I love this dress. It's fantastic. And I was helped out by the fact that the girl looked like she wasn't lying to me when she said, I think you look better in the bigger size. Like, I think it looks better yeah. than, <laughs> than you. Were, I got the same girl and she remembered me because her husband was also on a Navy ship out of Mayport and this whole thing. Yeah. Long story short, small town, lots of sailors. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so we were, she's like, I think it looks better. And I was like, well, I don't really have much choice because the other one wasn't zipping. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, so yeah, it's been crazy. Um, The new job is I am no longer a park ranger. I am working in higher education admissions. I am working for a small private health sciences university that I say small, but we have five campuses now. So I can't really say small other than the student body across all five campuses is about 3000 which coming from a state school for undergrad, which had 48,000 or more, you know, um, it's kind of an adjustment as far as it goes. And anytime I hear small campus, I, I, you know, uh, my, all of my things are off because in North Carolina, of course, I grew up in Raleigh with NC State and Meredith. Yeah, Yeah, and then Duke and UNC and... Like there are UNC schools all over the place, and then Wake Forest, like all of the ACC. That was, and we're recording this right in the start of March Madness. So, yeah, so that's, basically, it's not safe to go anywhere. No, I, I'm just, I'm basically just staying home and just checking to see which university went won and which one lost, and that'll tell me where it's safe to drive. Pretty much, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so it's something that's interesting. We do physical therapy, occupational therapy. Um, we have some post uh, post professional nursing programs, continuing education. We have two buildings on our campus. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it was a really interesting way that I ended up getting this job. I had, it had become a point with, um, while I wholeheartedly loved being a park ranger and mm-hmm. loved what I was doing and loved the mission, as people who watch the news have no, have discovered, being a government employee is no longer a solidly reliable job. <laughs> nope. Um, I had a friend who was very close to being evicted in the last shutdown. Mm-hmm. Um, if they hadn't processed the pay as fast as they did, she was going to not be able to make rent for February. And um, I was going to have to find a place for her and her cat um, in my house. Cause that was the only option. Um, and now I, and now I can say it. And then the, and the jackasses up on the <laughs> hill were like, Oh, just take out a personal loan. And we're like, yeah, the, Walmart will come along and help you with groceries. And yeah, I was just, <laughs> No, they won't. I mean, we, we're we're not super well off, especially like right now, because with my husband leaving the Navy, he went to school. He started school in September, right, to become a diesel mechanic. So he is in trade school, which means he can only work part time, and he's entry level. So he's making a good significant amount less. Yep. So me getting a job with a big jump in pay and benefits and all this stuff <laughs> is now a big thing that it balances out until mm-hmm. something happens. Um, my current stressor that has my anxiety at like 17 million. I don't know what noise my cat is making. I'm sorry. Uh, if that comes through. Um, cats. That, that, about animals that, that sounds, yeah, exactly. That sounds like a cat in a pen. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. uh no, that is an iPhone charger. Oh, it's a, well, <laughs> I don't know where he found it, but we, um, so one of the fun things is my husband is also, and I did get his permission to share, this with the world okay as far as it goes he is currently undergoing the process with the va which is a very lengthy process of being diagnosed and uh granted disability for ptsd and <sighs> no yeah. no no shame in that i know i i know no, several no. people yeah it's just it's it's hard to talk about and it's something it's that the government, yeah, no, but the government didn't even want to start admitting people were getting until like the 90s Oh, yeah. yeah. It was actually know? more like 2000s if we start looking at the public health statistics, which is something I actually get to do now. I get to use my public <laughs> health degree, um, which I have a great story about how that ended up in mm-hmm. my email signature for work. Um, yeah. <laughs> but we, uh, we, he's going through that process. And one of the interesting things is medication changes, which anybody who has taken oh. any anxiety or antidepressant medication knows that changing things yes fucks you up no yeah no no shit no shit so he's trying to essentially pull a six-day week every week where he goes to school two and a half and works two and a half and i'm working full-time and we have a crazy needy foster dog who ended up with a broken leg in december so she was (laughs) thump 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 around i did i say something like about they were uneventful i lied okay yeah i'm I'm, hold on yeah i'm I'm back in where was this uneventful broke like yeah no (laughs) (laughs) uh we we couldn't catch a fucking break and um we had actually like moved her out to a trainer to be starting into like socialization so she could detach from how attached she is to us. Mm-hmm. Um, that hound love, as you know, from Ernie's face. Oh, do I ever? You, yeah. You are my human mm-hmm. and I will die for you. And mm-hmm. if you leave me, I will die of loneliness. Oh wait, you just went to the other room for five minutes. I nearly died of loneliness. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so oh, yeah. since we were just fostering her and we love her dearly, but she's not, our forever dog like i saw a picture of buddha laying on an orange tabby with his face folds all smushed and i was like this is my dog right my dog 
I called the rescue and said, Hey, you have my dog. I need my dog. <laughs> and she's like, well, we can talk about it. I'm like, no, he's mine. Give him to me. Yeah. You know, like they have a foster period of a week. He's two days later. I was like, you're not getting this dog back. Here's my, here's my adoption fee. <laughs> yeah. Here's, yeah. Here's the three references and the blood test. You need to make sure I'm a, a good person to take this she, dog. She was here when he walked in, hopped up on the couch, licked our black cat and said, okay, I live here now. So she understood. Yeah. Um, but like, <laughs> um, so we're going through all of this stuff and he's trying to, and one of the interesting things is even though his school has a lot of veterans who come through it, through the GI bill and mm-hmm. benefits and stuff like that, um, they actually hold them to a more strict um, attendance policy than their regular students because of their GI benefits. And anybody who's dealt with the VA knows that you can request certain days, but sometimes you just. Yeah. And his days uh, this last term more often than not ended up being on school days. And because of the distance of school from the VA, it, it, you lost a day essentially. Mm -hmm. And he, also had um, one day he couldn't go because of a panic attack. One day he just mm-hmm. couldn't get out of bed. Yeah. As much as that angered me as the person who had to get out of bed and go to work because I was the one paying the bills. But, you know, as mm-hmm. a partner, you understand that. And I've been yeah. there. I understand this isn't exactly a choice he can make. Um, I can still be aggravated as hell, but that's human. But, you, yeah, you, you do that somewhere else. You, you don't do that exactly. in the moment. Yeah, it's like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, we've we've had our share of fights as things go on and blow ups and mm-hmm. a lot of stuff because of just being human. And I've had to put a lot of my weaknesses aside to deal with his bigger issues. Right. And um, and I say weaknesses, my own issues and depression. <laughs> uh, Not weaknesses. <laughs> my 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 doctor looked at me and she goes, "Sweetie, you're still on the lowest dose of prestige, and um, we could we we need to up that." And I'm like. I think, well, I mean, it's a possibility because no, we're upping it. Your next prescription is going to be for the next highest dose. <laughs> like, okay. Just, yeah. I just listened to you for 10 minutes. Tell me all of the shit you've got going on. I am doing you a solid by upping your dose. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, thank God for good healthcare teams that I have fought to the nail to find. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, but that process, so he has actually ended up missing too many days and has lost his GI benefits for the next term, which hilariously means <sighs> we have to pay out of pocket for the next term because he has to attend the next term and get back in good standing to regain his benefits. So we have to take out student loans to pay for it because we don't have the five, $6,000 on hand. Right. And the worst part is that it also takes away the living allowance that he gets. So <sighs> that is now suddenly having to come out of my paycheck when I was also paying all of the other bills because he's right. making enough at his part-time job to cover his car payment mm-hmm. and his car insurance and his gas to get places. And then I take care of everything else because right. that's the, vet, the the deal we made as as partners. So it's been really stressful and that organizing that has been mm-hmm. fun. Um, spreadsheets. Spreadsheets. Okay, so so that that's sort of leading <laughs> into the whole the whole purpose of the discussion, yeah, right? No, no, no. It's 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 fine. Um, time time is an illusion. Lunchtime doubly so. Except it's just, like just ask Dino, right? Right. Um, <laughs> Productivity alchemy time is like however it, long you feel like it. It, it compresses uh, for some reason, and it'll be like, oh wait, what do you mean it's midnight? Um, mm-hmm. 
So, but but the whole reason for this was to talk about how things changed because yeah. you had a whole thing going last time, and I'm guessing it just got kicked straight to the curb. Pretty much, <laughs> I went from a system that ran completely on Google to mm-hmm. a complete Microsoft Office system. Okay, so um, I suddenly was dealing with Outlook for the first time in my professional life, and going, "Oh shit!" <sighs> um, I feel like I'm in 2004, but okay, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And because I didn't get to just like dip my toes into it, I opened up Outlook on my work computer on the first day, and I had six email accounts linked to it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> So now you can so see, in, yeah. yeah. Working in admissions, you you really, you do all kinds of, you wear all kinds of hats. Um, my job previously was organizing the tour groups that came mm-hmm. through. Um, now I am organizing candidates as they come through the process. And they've right. been, and I had to learn everything pretty much on the fly. Um, I am lucky that I am the spreadsheet queen of the world. Um, <laughs> if I don't know how to do it, I know it to Google to find out in five minutes or less. And <laughs> I have maintained that. I was left with a crown made out of receipt paper from my last job, and I brought it with me. And my new job has just said, yes, you get to uphold that because I have saved a lot of asses with spreadsheets. Mm-hmm. Um, because Excel is my favorite weapon. We use Excel for organizing the candidates when we stage them for if they come through and they are below standards in terms of GPA or GRE scores and all of that stuff. We right. have to admissions is a conduit and communication. Right. Essentially. It's well, we it, don't, yeah, it's like being a PM. It's like being a pro- project manager. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, because not only am I doing that, I am managing them. I'm managing the faculty who make the decisions, who mm-hmm. bless them. Are a lot while they are practicing healthcare pro- professionals, they're also academics and sweet baby Jesus. Are they? Are they? Oh, um, yeah, they're-, they're also doing like 17 million things, and everything is more important than the next thing. So, um, there's a lot of actually physically standing outside of somebody's office going, Do you have a minute to talk about admissions? And, um, <laughs> <laughs> They have gotten to know, I met some of the faculty and they're like, you're the face we see outside of our doors on interview days. I'm like, yes, I'm the one smiling at you going, your time was up 10 minutes ago. Please release the candidates. You have more waiting. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's event management where I plan Mm -hmm. and organize and execute the on-campus interview days. Right. Where it's everything from the folders with certain information we are legally bound to give them in physical form. So we can track when they got this information um, to getting them to the room, the presentations by student services, program directors, X, Y, and Z, the student workers who are giving tours, the lunch catering that is coming in because they're finally going to be very hungry after they finish their interviews, which I had to gather the faculty for, organize them for, split them into groups and, give the interview forms to the faculty for the correct interview candidates. You know, the nice thing is having (laughs) planned a wedding, you already know most (laughs) of the skills to do that. Pretty much. (laughs) I I had a lot of those skills and I had a lot of those, those interesting things, but hilariously I had them like unofficially and my now boss had seen my application cross her desk for a completely different position. um, And Apparently, she looked at it and said, I want her, but I don't have the position for it now. Months later, she calls me out of the blue and says, hey, are you still interested in a position with the university? And I was like, yes. Um, 
because applying for jobs outside of my last one got to be the point where it was therapy. If I had a really bad day, yeah. I would go home and apply for anything I could <laughs> yeah. with a resume and say, at least I'm doing something. And I have options somewhere, even if it's at Best Buy and, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. But logically, I couldn't actually leave for a job that made less than what I was making. And as somebody with chronic health conditions, benefits are important. Oh, benefits are so important. Yeah. The Navy. Yeah. So <laughs> we, um, we, when she called and kind of soft interviewed me, my best friend was in the car with me. We were at the Florida Fiber Inn in Orlando, which is where a bunch of fiber artist nerds, Neolithic sheep would get along very well with them Right. Um, together in Orlando for a weekend. Um, <laughs> We were there and she's sitting in the car silently, like over in the corner, like just shaking. And I hang up with her. She goes, I want you to get this job. You are interviewing for this job. I said, yes, I just accepted an interview. And she goes, no, you need this job. You would be so good at this job. (laughs) (laughs) And the best part was when she asked what I would ask for in salary. And I bumped it by, you know, at least a minimum of 5,000 a year, more than what I was making. And she laughed and said, oh, yeah, we can beat that. So (laughs) Okay, then. Yeah. (laughs) But I had no frame of reference. I hadn't really done any in, like, like yeah. actual investigation into what an admission specialist would make. And even then, they're paying me above market. So, hey. Um. You know, <laughs> uh, I got to say, well, good people are hard to find. And when you find one, you do everything you can to retain them. And if that means maybe you pay a little more. Now, there are some companies, as I've been job searching myself, that are just like, nope, this is how we do it. And we're completely transparent about it. And I'm like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are companies who are all about the secrecy uh, but the top talent they when they they get somebody good and they want to keep them they do not skimp mm-hmm. and uh, having been like at two jobs ago i was on the receiving end of that where they were like here's your retainment bonus every year don't talk to the other people about it because like they're like we can only give out two of these in the department and you get one and i got one five years running i was like okay i see how this works yeah yeah (laughs) see working for the government for the seven years you don't get any say and there's actually a point where you stop receiving bumps every year and it becomes every three years and even so then, the it, been, it takes an act of you Congress. You get the same bump that you got the first three years every year, uh, every three years, and you can max out and know, you know exactly what everybody's making because well, yeah. you're, it's published for public knowledge. And so it really sucks sometimes when you see somebody who's in the same grade level as you doing jack shit and mm-hmm. you are busting your ass. And yep. it's, it, it's an unfair system because of the way that it's transparent in that way. Oh, uh, it my current boss is amazing at finding the people who work well in the team that she's building. Mm -hmm. And she was able to convince HR as the university was being sold. And we, they, the new company wanted to have a whole lot of aggressive growth coming in that, Hey, you need more admission specialists. And the fact that in my first week I came in and they started, they had an audit coming in from the California campus and we're on Eastern time. And they're on West Coast time. And they're like, we need to have this to present at uh, when they come in at 9 a.m. our time. And it's like an hour away. (laughs) And we're like, oh, shit. And so we're scrambling and we're dividing and conquering. Everybody's taking two spreadsheets with uh, admission results and organizing them. Then there's a last person who is getting all of those results and compiling it into one sheet and tabbing out as you need to go. 
it Oof. was a magical thing. And they're like, wow, you jumped in both feet. And I said, I know how to excel. <laughs> excel sheets yeah. I can do. Yeah, if you <laughs> give me data. What, I, what yeah. I was looking at, but I knew what I was supposed to find. So <laughs> yeah, I knew how it needed to look for the presentation. I will make your data pretty. Uh, it's it's exactly. really important. It really is an important thing. Yeah. And so we use uh, a secure system. We have made a secure system out of Microsoft SharePoint, which is where we have the power to grant access to certain things to certain people. Um, there are power users like the admissions staff who can access everything and yeah. change it. And then there's the ones who can only view the files they are given access to. Mm -hmm. And even then, we could lock those files and say, you can't type on this um, so if we wanted to. I would like to take this moment to say that, one, it I'm very, very, very sorry you have to deal with Microsoft SharePoint. I know. But on the other hand, it sounds like you're actually doing SharePoint right. We have to, because there's a thing called FERPA, um, <laughs> which is... Uh, which is the privacy laws surrounding higher education personal information. Mm -hmm. If a candidate's wife were to call me and ask about something for her husband, I would say, I'm sorry, I can't talk to you about your husband's stuff unless you find it signed a FERPA disclosure. And if she says, no, I haven't signed that, I say, I'm sorry, then your husband needs to call me. Right. I can't discuss his the status of his application. I can't discuss um, if he's even an applicant. I can't discuss his admission status or anything like that because of what the way it is. And that's perfectly fine because it means that nobody can come in and say, Hey, what Jim Bob is, is doing in this. And it, um, in that way. So there's only so many people and up to a certain point, we use blind reviews where you can't, the program directors can't see the person's name or email or anything other than their ID number. So there's no identifying information until mm -hmm. that person has already physically been in front of somebody and we know their name because they came to an interview day. Right. Um, that kind of thing, unless it's the executive level and then they have the power to look at everything that we can think of. So yeah. they have their special, special lines, but using the Microsoft system has forced me into, um, I used folders before physically. I now use folders digitally and I am like the golem. They are my precious. <laughs> Don't you fucking touch my folders. Um, <laughs> nope. I, it's, it's hilarious to the point where in the months that I've been there, my boss actually pulled me in yesterday and said, we need to start organizing and archiving the SharePoint for the admissions. Uh, and I said, yes, sweet baby Jesus, we do. <laughs> she's like, I need you to be my right hand woman on this. You're going to be the ultimate of power users. And also the person who, controls locking files and organizing and standardizing the file names and everything like that. And I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> and then she says, oh, by the way, this is including all the information that goes back to 2015. And then you said, oh, oh God. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's archived since 2015. And she goes, nope. And we're going through fall 2018. We have three term starts a year. Mm. And we've had four campuses since 2017. So, oh, well, and, and we have like five programs, so yeah. we're fun. Uh, so, so interestingly enough, I was talking to somebody who's just doing a big recatalog of their library, and it's a mm -hmm. specialty research library. And one of the things she set up was a spreadsheet with everything in it, and is giving herself a little reward when she gets through a hundred of them. Uh, she has seven <laughs> seventeen thousand things to go through, 
and correct and recollate so that it's consistent naming and labeling. But, you know, if she can have, I forget what her reward was. Oh, it's a little sticker on a sticker board that's just getting fuller and fuller of stickers. But every hundred, she gets a sticker. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, it's brilliant. I was like, that's, that's awesome. Right. Yeah. You know, we, we've, um, we mm-hmm. hired a new administration admission specialist for our Texas campus in Austin. And she came with the wonderful knowledge of smart sheets. Oh yeah. So she convinced the division to pay for a subscription for her <laughs> to be our, our power user for smart sheets. So I went to her and I said, I need a project smart sheet because they have templates. Mm-hmm. And she goes, okay, because we have all of our interview days for all of our campuses on one smart sheet, which we ha- can sort by calendar view, grid view. Yep. I love smart sheet for that. So we're running five campuses worth of events and we have the entire thing all together on a calendar. But not only that, but we can click on each event and add in how many we invited, when we invited them, when we submitted committee review, when we did everything like that. So all of this information is now searchable, yep. findable, and mm-hmm. easily accessible and organized, and it is beautiful. And and, and somewhere, even let me pick my catalog color. And and somewhere <laughs> there's a traditional PM who's going, and I can see the progress happen on a Gantt chart, mm-hmm. and that makes yeah, that makes old schoolers really really happy. I mean, I I like my Gantt charts, but they don't flow with with modern practices in what I do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hilarious because I wanted that project sheet so I could have the satisfaction of watching it get checked off. (laughs) And then because I can set it as a percentage of the project, Mm -hmm. I have a bar that I can say I've presented, I've done fall 2015 for the St. Augustine campus. And I'm like, done. And I see a little bar go, bloop. Yep. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) It's really funny. The things that hit that dopamine reaction. I, I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have running on Outlook has changed me because I was a Gmail calendar, Google calendar girl mm-hmm. forever. And my Google calendar has strangely, even my personal one has fallen to the wayside because of the, the possibly the amount that I have to use Outlook at work. I have to, if I want to take a 15 minute walk every day around 1030 mm-hmm. in order to keep anybody else from taking that time away from me, I have to put it in my calendar as a daily work week recurring thing. And I have it. And it actually is helpful because of the fact that I am now completely sitting at a computer. Thank God it has a window. My last office didn't have a window because you couldn't put it <laughs> to the phone. Um, it has a window, it has people, it has a coffee machine. And so <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm in heaven at this point. And the copier is it, practically sentient. And like, Oh, I love those. Those are so much fun. It staples things for me. Does it, does it do the folding too? The folding, collating and stapling? Yeah. I know, right? First time I saw one of those, I'm like, oh. Yeah, it's you know, pretty. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have somebody in our office who is the designated, like, Pat, like she is the Jedi master of this thing. And if something goes wrong, I just like yell her name loudly. Like, I'm not touching it till you fix it. Yeah. And she's like, what did you do? Did you break it? No, I didn't mess her. <laughs> I have been granted the power to refill the paper. She trusts me with refilling the paper. <laughs> yeah. And and normal IT skills do not apply to printers. No, I, they don't. I, 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 it's every time I, I have, I, I've taken the Red Hat certified engineer test uh, on older versions when I worked for Red Hat, I took it 
once for each version that released while I was at Red Hat. And every single time on that test, I had the same difficulty with the printer setup portion of it on a server. This was, of course, before you could just go out and buy a printer that you plug into your network and, oh, look, magically it works. Oh, no. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, we, um, with the Outlook and things like that, um, we have, for our students and for the faculty we have and, and staff, we have an IT department. And we have one who we feed her. Anytime we get office food or anytime something happens, we just be like, hey, Tiffany, come over here. We brought you food. And she's like, I'm not even in y'all's division. And we're like, yes, you are. Come here. We feed mm-hmm. you. Yeah, yeah. You are our pet. <laughs> <laughs> she worked in the department years ago and moved up to IT when she got the skills. And it's fantastic to have her around because I can just walk into her office with my laptop and be like, I did something. And it's no longer doing the thing I need it to. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. all of my resources have completely failed me. Help. And then she sacrifices a squirrel and it's fine. So, um, so, so it's like Ursula does with me. And, and when her machines of her phone, um, what yeah. was it? She, we got a new Kindle for the China trip. I realize oh. this is airing after the China trip, but she got a new Kindle, Kindle from the fire for the Africa trip, like Monday. And she walked in and she just put it down and she said, make it go. <laughs> I have done that to my husband so I'm many like, times. I'm like, I'm like, he has an AA in computer technology, so yeah, I've, I've done that. But I mean, she hadn't even taken off the shrink wrap. Oh, but she trusts you. Yeah, That's saying something if she lets you have the joy of peeling that shrink wrap. I can. I well, I could only get as far as it was prompting for her Amazon login, and I don't want to know her Amazon login. Just like she doesn't want to know mine. Because right. there's secrets that even married couples don't need to share. I which it's like I don't look at her browser history because if I had had done it before knowing that she was writing this whole thing about perfumes and poisoners and things, I would have been really concerned with some of the things that show up in her history. Writers never look at a writer's browser history and and over Um, the shoulder at her Amazon's recommends. Oh my God. Yeah. Historian thing is weird too. Um, (laughs) Mine is all full of, because of the fact that we have to do prerequisite checks. And sometimes it means looking at the title of a book and the fastest way to find out what that book actually is on it from a syllabus is to, toss the isbn in in amazon yep my recommends are all back to college textbooks and i'm like where did my trashy romance recommendations go what am i supposed to do for 99 cents on my lunch break now see mine Uh, mine is all uh thermal base layers and lightweight packing supplies and uh okay so recommendations for the worm farm i'm going to be setting up when we get back from china yeah yeah um uh vermicompost Vermicompost, oh, yeah, yeah. We've 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 toyed with that idea. Now that we have a yard, yeah, we have. Um, the previous owners of our house had the wonderful idea to. They had the house for like thirty years, and um, I wrote a very very feelsy letter about how we wanted to have this house to start our lives together and all this stuff and everything. That was before I knew that the stump in the side yard was a cypress. Oh, and now I want to take back every nice word I had in that letter mm. because Cypress throw knees everywhere. Yep. Um, a <laughs> hundred feet away is the side of our house. And we decided that one of the things, one of the first things we planted was a hibiscus because hibiscus love Florida and they're gorgeous. And oh. this thing has been blooming all winter because it's been one of those winters. Yeah. And so we, we planted it, but to dig down to actually get enough of a space to put the pot like size of it in my husband had to break out the sawzall i was about to say did you get out the sawzall cypress cypress root (laughs) and i was i have just decided we we were sitting on our porch and looking at it and i'm like i can't mow 
that quarter of the yard. I love to do yard work. It's a visual yeah, yeah. progress. Um, at this point, I can't do anything because I discovered the giant clover patches that have sprung up. And I'm sorry, I can't do that to the bees. And, right, um, right. So our yard is very overgrown. Thank God we don't have an HOA. And the Mexicans, the, yeah. sorry, the Puerto Ricans behind us don't notice. Okay. And, uh, yeah. No, no, no. Don't so get those two confused. So yeah. And he took his big riding mower and did our easement. So mm-hmm. I think he just felt bad for me the last time I did it after such a long time because he watched me struggle because it's this perfect shade. And we have St. Augustine grass. So it's super dense. And oh, he just yeah. watched me struggle on the easement. Um, but I've just given over a full quarter of our yard because I can't kill my mower. <laughs> right. And yeah, so no. we threw wildflower seed. We want to do some raised beds because it's the side of the house that gets the really good sun. Ooh. But we also tossed around the idea of um, starting vermicompost verma over there because holding. And then I discovered that there's actually a um, a uh, Dog Day Gardens is a local company that does composting for. Oh, restaurants and things like that. So for $10 a month, I can take my five gallon bucket that they give us, Mm -hmm. exchange it, come back. And then I get four bags of free high quality compost a year for having contributed. That's yeah. No, and a discount on any more I need. And I'm like, Oh, this is great. But of course I signed up right before the benefits died. So I had to send the email. But I'm really sorry. I can't actually afford ten dollars a month right now. So yeah, She's that's like, it's okay. <laughs> that's why I'm looking at vermicompost because I look at just the, the amount of coffee grounds I go through in a week, mm-hmm. right? And coffee grounds you can feed to the worms. And you know I'm cooking fresh more with the instant pot. And so there's always mm-hmm. onion ends and you know stuff like that. And I'm like, we're and we're just, we're putting it so we're getting stuff in it. We have another compost heap. But then when we got the cow poop. The, the cow shit compost, yeah, the cattle compost, and, like, turned it over, and it's covered in worms, and the chickens are so happy. And I'm like, hmm. They're like, buffet bar's open, boys! <laughs> I could, yeah, I could have, we could, I could, Ursula wants the casings and the worm tea, mm-hmm. right? I want the worms. Everybody wins. And the Very chickens, nice. and the chickens are happy. So, yeah. My, my friend who does the... Uh, she does vermicompost. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually recommends if you have a lot of vegetable matter yeah. to have it break down faster is just toss it all in a blender with a little bit of water and liquefy it and it'll break down even faster for them. And the worms are even happier. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. then you just slop it on and mix it up a little bit and it goes and it it comes out better for them because you don't have to wait for the chunkier pieces to break down. Yeah. What, what she, are you doing with that juicer? Kevin, I'm making worm food. Yeah. <laughs> and Ursula's just like, okay. And then it toddles off. Probably. She's yeah. Like, she's like, just wash it out before you make me a margarita. Yeah. <laughs> no, she hand makes her stuff like that. And she's not a margarita. She's a, um, uh, mojito person. So she muddles her own. Yeah. Um, I did plant yeah. mint in containers because I have, heard the twitter stories of if i put it in the ground i just have to kill it with fire and yeah. the house is a loss yeah we're 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 uh we're trying now to find ground cover that the chickens won't eat <laughs> good luck and um in a a moment of just if this is what it takes we got a small mint plant that the guard they had assured us at the garden center that chickens don't like and we watched the chickens come over and sort of sniff at it and and the rooster dotson he just picks off a leaf and he puts it down and he calls his ladies over and one of them just comes over she's like oh i know what this is it just starts tearing into it and we're just like man that was you know that five dollars down the drain right there um 
Yeah, we uh, with the side yard, we actually decided we wanted it to be more of a bee habitat. We've our our long term goal is a bigger property where we could have both chickens and bees. Yeah, um, and things like that. So we want to do that. There's actually a local company that you can essentially foster bees. She'll she'll mm-hmm. take care of the mm-hmm. care of the hive, um, and she sells. Yeah. Uh, place specific honey brands. It's called the honey truck. It's awesome. Okay. Um, she has this classic Ford truck, Ford van truck thing. It's amazing. And the yeah. honey is fantastic. She does a uh, daddle honey where it's infused with daddle peppers. It's oh. delicious. Um, Hold on. I'm, I'm but... marking things that I'm going to have to link to later. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I have a lot of references. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. It's just, uh, it's, it's just, I realize I'm sure you get the smart sheets. Cause that's my favorite thing. At oh, point. I love smart done. sheets. Smart sheets is the best. And yeah. So it's, it's mm-hmm. nice to be able to do that and we can all work on the same smart sheet mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. of the, the, um, five admission specialists can work off of that. And the executives can say, when do we have these events? And we just go look at the sheet yeah. and <laughs> we have made so many strides since I came in and making it into the, when the executives come knocking, and want to know things, we can just say, look at the sheet, mm-hmm. look at the sheet, sheet is up to date, look at the sheet, look at the sheet, look at the sheet, <laughs> look at the sheet, go look at the fucking sheet. And <laughs> When you have to buy the 50-inch monitor to put on the wall that does nothing but refresh the sheet hourly, or every five minutes, then you will have I'm attained, yeah. to take up a collection for one for his <laughs> office. Uh, he, oh God, bless his heart. Um but he's in California, so I don't actually oh, have right. to deal with him unless he comes across. And it was really surprising to me. The first event that I ran, the president of the university decided she wanted to drop in in a scheduled fashion mm. on my interview day, which was not on the schedule. And I was warned ahead of time that she doesn't do five minutes. She really doesn't do five oh. minutes. And I was like, oh, God, No. Because 20 minutes in, we're running into time where I would run into an issue where I really needed to keep things moving. And so I had to politely give the president of the university the hook. And she literally held up her hand like this at me. Oh, And I was like, no. Oh, she pulled an <laughs> archer? dropping into my event. I'm very sorry, but the financial aid people are on a tight schedule because I believe you have a meeting with them in 30 minutes, so we should really let them get their <laughs> presentation on. <laughs> she, but she gave you the archer finger? She did. Oh. And she, she's like this tiny little woman, and I'm like, if you weren't in, tra- in charge of my livelihood right now, I would be dumping something. Yeah, right. <laughs> but we, it's funny with my favorite line that I use for interview days is when I'm standing in front of a group of 70 soon to be graduate students. Some of them have been professionals. Some of them are, are veterans who are coming back and doing all this stuff. Like they come from all walks of life for these fields. I'm standing in front of this group and they're all looking terrified because they know at some point they're going to have to sit in front of a faculty member who will both be a faculty member or a peer once they graduate Yep. and be evaluated on a professional setting and they're all in their uncomfortable, nice clothes and mm-hmm. stuff. And they're all looking at me. So I always open with, you know, it's really never going to get old to be in front of a group of students who are more afraid of me than I am of them. Because uh-huh. the last group I had at my last job was sugared up fourth graders on a field trip and they fear no God. There no, <laughs> none at all. And that's about the point where they start yeah. to laugh really nervously. And so I just yeah. break the, that's ice. a good icebreaker. Yeah. It's like MC and breaking the ice and making mm-hmm. sure that they're relaxed and, scheduling the the walking tour right before their interviews mm-hmm. so they can physically shake out the the it, the 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 twitches 
Um, because I've done that. I've been them. I've been where they are. I've interviewed for graduate school. Yeah. I don't want to, to play that game. Again. <laughs> so I just get to try to make it as easy as possible. And then they, they without fail come out of the interview and they're like, Oh God, I'm so hungry. Thank you for having food here. I'm like, yeah. Cause you didn't eat breakfast. Cause you were terrified. Too nervous. Like, yeah. You know? As they're shoving Chick-fil-A or Panera in their face. And I was like, cause I did that too. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh Yeah. Yeah, but with the with the smart sheets and the integration mm-hmm. we use, we are actually looking at getting with the Outlook being as clunky as it is because we use mail merge from yep. um, Word for sending mm-hmm. out letters and invitations and things. What we actually have to do is exit out of Outlook, select the mailbox correctly on the dropdown, which we had to retrain mm-hmm. half of our IT guys on what we actually needed because it had been so long since somebody needed it. Right, right. Um, so that was fun. And so I have like six of those because we all have to be able to work across campuses in case somebody's out. So I can find myself sending letters for Miami or Austin or California or Dallas, as well as St. Augustine. So it's this whole thing. And so I have access to all of these things and I have to select the correct campus that I'm sending from the, the decisions mailbox, or I'm just sending from the interview mailbox. And then I have to go in and I have to send the thing and then I have to link it to Salesforce and I have to... It's crazy. Oh, and God, Salesforce, what too. We finally got somebody to do is finally pitch in a convincing way Zendesk. Okay, that's a that's actually a really good start. I mean, because I'm looking at it, it's like, oh, yeah, you have Salesforce to integrate there, too, which at least we know talks to all the Microsoft projects. When it wants to. Uh, yeah, uh, and Smartsheet in theory. And, mm-hmm. yeah. And, in theory. Yeah, and oh wait, you're not on 365, are you? You're on straight old school, installed on each individual machine, talking to an exchange server somewhere, mm-hmm. office. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's. I'm it's saying a, that a I lot. Mean, this, can, yeah. I can pull. I can pull as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're at least running Windows 10 as much okay. as I hate it. I can deal with it a bit better. Mm. Um, be, because it's it, the search functionality is so much better. But then I have to teach the other people in the office who don't know how to get to Explorer. So finally I have, I went around and the people who couldn't find like how to get to an actual file, because we also have the, the cloud, the share drive and the cloud. Yeah. And yeah. Share, thing. Yeah. The and, OneDrive or whatever it is now. Yeah, yeah. The OneDrive. And so we want to keep everything on the OneDrive. So a worst case scenario, I don't have my laptop. I get sent to, California, I can pick up a laptop, log in, the cloud is right there, and I'll yeah. store all of my files. And also, if I actually give in to the urge to smash my laptop with a hammer, we can still retrieve all of my files. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that is how my IT person explained it to me. <laughs> she said, it's not that it's going to die, it's that you might kill it. Mm. Um, I was in for like a month and a half, and I finally went in, and I was like, who do I flirt with for more active memory? And she's, <laughs> and she's like, not me, but I'll t- I'll send you to the right guy. Yeah, <laughs> she's nope. like, take your laptop. And I was <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> so that's how I got more active memory because I have three monitors. I have two mm-hmm. large monitors. I have my laptop, and I'm dragging across all of these monitors. One of them has a privacy screen so that I keep all of the identifying information windows over there, so that and it's turned in such a way that you have to literally be standing at an odd sideways angle to be able to see it from behind me. Um, you can't just walk into my kitchen and, and it, see straight onto my screen. And at first, with multi-screens, I was like, how does anyone do that? 
How does and now you're like, how do I not do that? Yeah, I'm like, all right, it's D and D night, so turn time to turn on the extra screen for this and put all the D and D there and Twitter over here and make sure I've got you know. It's like, wh- why did I not do this? I mean, yeah. I, I had the virtual desktop thing where I could just flip it and I'd get the next screen, but being able to see like two screens at once and just like change context by moving my head, not having to like hit a keystroke or something, is just so nice. My last job, I was up to two, and now I'm up to three, and that was how I was given my desk, was with three. And a docking station, so I can literally just poop, poop, so my, my, my laptop in and out, and run down to a conference room, drop it into that docking station, throw it up on a TV screen. You know, like, I'm, I can do all kinds of stuff. I'm going to tell you about a thing I saw last night. Because we, we were at the mall, those uh, new glasses, both me and Jacob. And he's like, I kind of want to stop in the Microsoft store because, you know, the Xbox One and all the, the stuff there. And so we're like, all right, you know, you don't have an Xbox One, but you've got you, – you're a Windows user That's for your games. One. We need to make ends meet. We have yeah. one we can <laughs> not, not really. There's no – No, I'm kidding. Yeah, but the, the whole thing was – I'm sitting there and I'm looking at this. They've got one of those curve monitors, right? Mm-hmm. Except it's a double-wide – and my in- husband has uh, mm-hmm. made really high pitched noises when he saw that last time we were. Yeah, one. and it's and it's treated even though it's one big screen, it's treated like two separate screens, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, you vile bastards! <laughs> There's no way to mount that on my articulated arms in the in my office, but oh, you bastards! Yeah, yeah, he's we. My dad got him a desk for his office. His office is now the man room. Mm-hmm. We have. Um, man slash dog cage room. Ah, yes. Because we kennel waffles. Um, because we can't break that until her forever family decides whether or not Buddha never got kenneled. Buddha has the saddest face in the world, and Buddha hates being kenneled. And mm. we are not terrible people. And <laughs> he came with an industrial dog kennel because he was also an escape artist of dog kennels. Oh, one of those. So, yeah, no. So you couldn't even be mad at him. Because <laughs> But yeah, we, um, and the desk has that, like, he says it's the sit close, he says it's the gamer belly cutout. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lean back in his chair and the belly goes right there, but he's still right in that. He Mm -hmm. wants one of the curved ones because with the way the desk is set up, he would be like right there. Uh, no, no, I, 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 that's why I've got the articulated arms, the monitors on the arms, is so that, uh, like, when we record Productivity Alchemy, or when we're recording a Morden Drum episode of uh, Hidden Almanac, I will swing out one of the monitors so that she can see it. Mm-hmm. Right now, they're slave to each other because the Mac doesn't have enough ports, and I don't need that big one up for the recording stuff. But or I can swing it around; I can move them around in such a way that if I need the the more immersive or to focus on something on one of the monitors and get the other one out of the way or whatever, that's possible, right? Yeah. I, inside we... the inside the bubble, that uh, it's not possible. <laughs> yeah, my my husband's very immersive in that one, mm-hmm. and he actually built me a computer which I can. Hopefully, pick up and show you where I can move my thing. Yeah. That says that nobody at home will be able to see. This right. is my computer. Oh, oh, that's nice. One of those nice little mini mini cases. Yeah. It's itsy bitsy. Yeah. And um, I was logging on to make sure that everything worked for this, and I realized I was like, oh, I haven't turned it on in a hot minute because it's been busy. He 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 hears you talking about him. He's behind <laughs> you right now. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if you can see his face from there. Yeah. <laughs> My, my husband is a Muppet in expression form. 
Um, we have wedding pictures with that face in it. We're, we're both, there's one where he's making it and I'm laughing. And the next picture is both of us making it. And I think they're my favorite. Yeah. So I have like this 1940s perfect victory rolls updo and this whole thing. He's in a nice suit and we're both making the beaker like deep frown. Mm-hmm. Um, there's- and it's hilarious. And the, the thunder you heard was, oh, hi dogs. There's the dogs um, now. Yeah. <laughs> at least we give a disclaimer at the beginning of every show, right? That's that's why. Yeah, no, that's why I do it. Because how many how many times how many shows have one of the animals just gone ballistically loud on at this point? <laughs> yeah, the dogs. It's about time for the dogs to go out and chase the neighborhood cat that has ventured into the yard. So, um, yeah. the uh, the but the the fun part about my computer is I also discovered that our black asshole cat named Minion oh, yeah, yeah. who I am now holding up to the screen who is completely unapologetic at one point my husband was like oh the screen was knocked over because he likes this window and I was like okay yeah he yeah. does that sometimes I turned on the monitor today it's shot yeah. he knocked it and killed it and I was like damn it but uh yeah, so can't, can't afford a new one of those right now okay nope. <laughs> yeah so I guess a good thing my Chromebook works as I've just established <laughs> <laughs> I we, uh, yeah we with with the the office part it's it drives me nuts with mm-hmm. with the clunkiness of it and going back and forth because it gets to the point where if I'm in my decisions email where I'm sending mm-hmm. like admissions decisions and all this stuff and I'm having to take the time for the 17 steps to do that and change the stages in Salesforce and do all this stuff I know I still need to keep an eye on my email. <laughs> my work email not my decisions email so i'll have that up in a browser window <laughs> yeah I, and that's that's where often automation tools are so helpful if you can you know it's it's mostly track, tracking the time and being able to go and say you know what if i had this tool that mm-hmm. it costs this much money but it will save us this much time and my time is worth this much money and so if you do the math, you'd be saving money because I'd be able to do more things. Right? Yeah. And yeah. that's part of the, the thing. And my boss is, is surprised. Like, I'm I'm a paper and pen person, mm-hmm. but I've adapted to having everything in Outlook, which is actually really handy because I'm in Outlook all the time, that it will throw up a reminder, which is usually mm-hmm. my, oh, shit, I need to wrap up what I'm doing yeah. so I can keep doing this. Or as it was today, I need to shove my lunch in my face faster so I can be finished by the time I have to start this meeting because we have um, started launching virtual interview days, which uh. has kind of into my lap because I'm familiar with the Blackboard um, Collaborate setting. Oh, hello, Blackboard. I was wondering if Blackboard was going to show up. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, it's actually really awesome because we can, as part of our concern as an academic, is virtual interview days have to have parity or equal footing with mm-hmm. our um, high moves. Um, sorry, there's a cat who never really comes and talks to me anymore. Mm-hmm. My grumpy old lady cat. But she... Um, but like we have to make sure that they're on equal footing. Right. So there's things that they need to get, like the documentation they would get in a folder, the presentation from mm-hmm. the program director, financial aid, um, the student services, things like that, that the on-campus people get. So essentially in the past week, um, it has come to the point where it went from being no virtual interview days to yes, virtual interview days. to we're having one next week. You invited six people now invite 30 more. So <laughs> I'm going from zero to 9,000 miles an hour on this thing because I am trying to run essentially an entire interview day process 
in an hour and a half, starting with these people getting their invitations. I have to log that invitation, um, Mm -hmm. log their responses. If they're able to make it, then I have to know how many faculty I need because we can't have, especially in this setting, we can't have more than two per faculty member um, because they only have about 30 minutes. So in terms of timing for parity reasons, we can't Mm -hmm. put that many people with one person. And so we, I have set it up and I'm working it out and finding like using Outlook and the scheduling assistant of like, who has time when, when can we put this? That would be the least inconvenient of all inconvenient times. Oh yeah. So it's this whole thing to start this process. And it got to the point where Outlook was really mad at me because I had like nine people on my scheduling assistant and all of them had overlaps at different times. And I was like, (laughs) look, they're at different times, but it's not the part I need them there for. Yeah. (laughs) So this is fine. Stop getting mad at me. Stop giving me warning messages. I have to make this appointment. (laughs) So we we were doing that with drafting the agenda and making sure it's all there. And the really cool part is that we can have the presentations while everybody is all in one place. I can have everything loaded, have the presentations ready for our less technically inclined program directors. And then when it's time for their interviews, while somebody has been talking, I've been throwing them into small breakout sessions on the list. So I can say, okay, so now I'm going to click start breakout, which means that you're going to be thrown into a smaller virtual room. And I'm going to start this timer that everybody can see that tells you how long you have left. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. And I'll give everybody a five-minute warning. And then, sorry, but I'm going to have to just yoink you out at the end because there's no graceful way to do it. Hmm. And then throw them into that. They come back, spend about 15 minutes with faculty, program director, whoever. Yep. Is still in the virtual session answering questions. And then say, sayonara, you just had your interview. Boom, done. (sighs) <sighs> because our only other way of doing it was with Skype and Oh God, no, I'm it so was terrible Skype for business, especially because it was just different enough from regular Skype that people were really confused. <sighs> yeah. So it's, it was a mess. Yeah. And so with Blackboard, we can send them the collaborate link and they can mm-hmm. just log in. They can use their camera. They mm-hmm. can, they only have to wear the suit from the waist up, you know, like <laughs> that kind of stuff. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that has been my project, and I'm the guinea pig for next week to see if we can actually make it fly. So that'll be fun. But with my 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 calendar being that way, I also am a list maker where I need to make sure that I have my my list of things that I've done and I yep. do. And so I, I went on Amazon to find a calendar planner that actually uh, did it. Yep. So this is essential. Like it's called the Essentials Planner, and it is. It a, it like looks a, like a pretty standard like week weekly. Weekly layout yeah, thing, yeah. It really is, but it's the thing that got me was the fact that I went from uh, essentially no meetings or meetings where I had small sections. It was maybe one or two a day to possibly having back to back five meetings in a day because of the way <sighs> that I had to meet with things. So um, exhausting, but yeah. Yeah. So I have, I need to actually schedule my day. So half of this sheet is a blank list and mm-hmm. half of it is a daily hour breakdown. Right. So I can go in and I can say, okay, at the beginning of the week, usually Monday morning, I sit down and I look at my week. If I have a doctor's appointment or whatever, it goes right into my planner and onto mm-hmm. my Outlook calendar because that's how I notify my boss. I yep. invite my boss to the meeting. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I uh, notice, yeah. and then she goes into the into our timekeeping system and approves that for the time that I'm asking off. Because you also have to put it in the timekeeping system. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which is the least effective thing ever since we just changed systems from two 
we went from UltiPro to Dayforce with the sale of the university, and there was actually an overlap and less than less than 36 hours to close out of one and start the other. Oh, and it was on a weekend. Yeah. So there was some pay flubs. It was not fun. That's not pretty, um, no. Yeah, that was that was actually a, a casualty of the, the shutdown without being mm-hmm. a government employee was the Department of Education was closed. So that was all yeah. we needed was the rubber stamp from the Department of the Education to sign off on the sale of the university. It was mm-hmm. clear. It was good. Everything could switch January 1st. Guess what didn't happen? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. in December, it was yep. done. And so in January, literally less than 24 hours after the government reopened, we, our executives got the email that the, that we were signed off on, which meant everything moved at warp speed at the end of January. And we had people with insurance crossing over Mm -hmm. being charged for two and oh my God, it was a mess. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I mean, when, when uh, there's never a situation, I think. When an acquisition happens, and I've been either a consultant helping with or worked for a company that was acquiring another one, or uh, at least one member uh, at at this two jobs ago, they were actually recently acquired by someone else. Uh, not while I was there, that was after I left. But the whole thing is there the company being or the group being acquired always gets sort of the rough end of the deal because it's always, well, uh, we know how you did that, but this is the new system that you have to do. And I watched it as far back as when I was a, I was an email consultant in New York City in 1994 to 99, uh, yeah, 94 to 96. Okay, this was back when this was before everyone had the internet. This is before is when email was cutting edge. This is yeah. This is when if you if you bought an email system for your company, it was it it didn't talk to anything. It was just for the company, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, and then they, they, and maybe if you had two offices, there were some systems you would have to buy, and oh my God, CC Mail was the worst about this. But <laughs> that you could synchronize between the offices so that the email could go between physical offices. It's a little crazy, right? Um, and then you'd have somebody who's bought out, and they're like, okay, so um, we're not switching right now, but we have to have our... Microsoft Mail, oh, good old Microsoft Mail, or actually WinMail at the time. I'm showing my age, I realize that. WinMail, which became Microsoft Mail, which became Outlook. Mm-hmm. Uh, all That's how far back it, it was. Um, that needs to talk to our Lotus Notes system, which is... I am actually mm-hmm. familiar with Lotus. My dad's a CPA. So yeah, so... Early back in the 90s, they were... Mm-hmm. The people who adopted what early were the uh, financial people, so... Yep, and, and there was... So there was this whole sub-industry that I was paid very handsomely to be handsomely to be a part of that did things like okay so your notes has to talk to your cc mail or your novell netware mail system has to talk to your microsoft mail system and oh no we made a pretty penny on that and then you know the internet got was able to become commercial for commercial use and smtp showed up and we were all out of business so <laughs> that's just how that worked um <laughs> I still have my email address from the, when Gmail was invite only. Oh yeah, no, that's that's mine. Yeah, yeah, it was one of those things where it was actually um, my friend's cousin worked for Google and sent her an invite, and then she was granted invites. Yep. And so we thought we were super cool and teenagers, and 
my email now that everybody will have it is uh, warning signs at gmail.com <laughs> and hers was caution tape. So it's a, uh, I don't think hers is active. So sorry, Rach. Um, if it is, <clears throat> um, but yeah, that was, and it was something that like everybody thought was the coolest thing in the world when I started going and applying for undergrad mm-hmm. in like 2005, 2006. And they're like, oh, your email is so cool. Yeah. How did you get this really cool email? It's not like initials and birth year. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I mean, I've been running my own mail server with my own domain for, don't do the math, Kevin, but you're going to do the math 20 years. Um, <laughs> maybe 24. It gets a little hazy. Um, not, not 24, 21 or, or yeah, it, 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 it gets a little hazy. So yeah, it's. It's it's been interesting to watch that and yeah no I'm I'm one of the people who had Twitter when it was still invite only so mm-hmm. I mean I have some friends who have like the sub one million like if you dig up their user ID it's sub one million and I'm like really that's just that's just rubbing it in right there <laughs> um, so bringing it back home thinking of home <laughs> um, has has your planning or scheduling for home changed significantly. It has in its own way where um, one thing that I do say that the VA has going for it is mm-hmm. they know their target audience <laughs> and who they're dealing with. And right um, I love my husband more than life itself. Mm-hmm. And we don't deserve each other. We've established that whole schmoopy thing. But he's a goldfish. Yeah. And he doesn't schedule very well. I'm <laughs> waiting for him to show up over my shoulder again. Um, <laughs> but he doesn't remember remember things very well especially with the way that mm-hmm. the va will schedule out like he scheduled out through april and january yeah and so um and there's the fact that he doesn't like remember things if he sees them too often we have a chalkboard beside the door that has in brightly colored chalk stop did you take your meds because he went from taking mm-hmm. a nighttime med to a morning med i have and i have two reminders for- yeah mm-hmm. it worked for a week he has a bunch of reminders on his phone, but he doesn't always have his phone facing face up. Mm-hmm. So it's not actually, I told him he needs to stop being reminders and make them actual alarms where it's more than just a bloop. Yep. Because if it's just a bloop, he's not going to listen to it. Um, oh, it's just things, the bloop again. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't think that far past it or he'll be like, oh, I know what that is. And then just keep going on. Mm. And then an hour later, I'm like, did you do the thing? Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's been a lot of taking on the organization of things where I have a wall calendar that I keep track of that. I put his appointments Mm -hmm. in my, in my book. So I know when he's going to be where I know his work schedule pretty well. uh, As far as it goes, I put like his school holidays, which are not my school holidays, all of those things. Why would it be so easy? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, Like he had president's day. He had uh, Martin Luther King day off and Mm -hmm. I didn't, I had President's Day off. He didn't. So that was fun. Um, (laughs) Like that kind of thing, because those are the days, if it's a school day, he can justify not going to work for the extra day. If he's out, like he's out for the term break for a week and a half and Mm -hmm. he told his boss and his bosses are like, yeah, come to work. So he gets to pick up extra hours, which is great Mm -hmm. because it's also more experience because he works in a diesel shop for one of the largest places in Northeast Florida. Mm-hmm. He's an apprentice, and it's really awesome. But if it's like just one day, he's not losing any money. There's no real gain for one day. Yeah, yeah. So we can be like, we actually have two days off together because otherwise, he's working Saturdays and I'm off Saturday, Sunday. So we get Sundays, yeah. 
And if we manage to be awake for half of Sunday, that's an accomplishment. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. <laughs> but we, um, like, I keep track of his stuff as much as I keep track of mine. Right now, my anxiety is constantly sitting at like nine, um, double checking the bank account, double checking the bills and when they're taken out mm-hmm. and knowing what I have where has gotten a lot more organization wise with this, with the spreadsheet, with using um, nerd wallet. Everybody oh. loves mint, but I think nerd wallet is actually an underutilized resource. I'm going to have to look at that one. I don't know that one. It's, it's actually similar to, to mint in its own way. Mm-hmm. And it's like a build financial literacy kind of thing. Where mm-hmm. it, sure. It does the same thing that mint does where it will like shell credit cards or loans or solutions at it, but they also give you the credit score building tips. Mm-hmm. It gives you uh, the ability to see your net worth. Um, all of my accounts somehow work better with nerd wallet than they ever did with mint. And yeah. um, all of that kind of stuff where I keep track of everything and where I am. It's better at telling me when the bills are all due. Cause I have them on auto draft at this point because I can't, like I was like, I can't keep up with half of this. Stuff. It, that's that's one of those automation things. If you and, and the point yeah. where I took everything, and I mean, there was like a set list of tasks that I gave my husband, mm-hmm. and one of them was making sure the housing allowance check, um, when it hit his account, immediately got transferred over to our joint account that our mortgage is taken out of, because that was basically like his his contribution as far as it goes, because that gives us the freedom for me to take over the weight of everything else and him to just focus on going to work and going to school and not having to worry so much about the money part. of Right. Right. That's what, what it's supposed to do. Um, one month he didn't (laughs) and the mortgage tried to draft (laughs) and it got kicked back because there Mm -hmm. wasn't enough in there. So that was the point where, um, I took that away from him and I made him set a recurring draft it's now mm-hmm. inactive because it's not going to be coming in for close to four right. months. But um, That's as far as it goes, like we absolutely what I did for for the house payment when we were financed. I was just like, you know what? Uh, it's all going to come out of this Wells Fargo account over here that's in our joint name, so that mm-hmm. if she needs to, she could put money into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I'm going to have my account just go like ten days, ten days before the mortgage is actually due, mm-hmm. so that if something goes wrong, I have time to address it. Yeah, we actually have uh, the the BAH would clear the last day of the month, mm-hmm. and then the mortgage would drop the third, um, would draw the third, which is fine, unless the money isn't there. But it wouldn't yeah. have mattered if it was three days or, or 10 days, because it wouldn't have been there, because he just forgot. Right, um, right. So yeah, the math is bad on that point. And <laughs> <laughs> that was the point where I was like, I love you. This is not in your skill set. I am taking this over because mm-hmm. it's less stress for me to manage than it is for me to worry about you doing it. Yeah. Um, the same thing with like, he wanted to be the person who had the upkeep of like house stuff and, and things <laughs> just kept not getting done because mm-hmm. things... So yeah, I was the guy who I was the one who called the roofers. I was the one who checks on X, Y, and Z and make sure that the bills are paid. I'm the person the insurance company talks to. Um, I yeah. am the organizational brains of our operation, and I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. It just involves a lot of making sure I know what is where and what the moving pieces are. Yeah, and when you don't know the moving pieces, it's it's such a pain. It is, mm-hmm. and so I have an, a leg up that are. Most first-time homeowners don't have is that our previous owner handed us a bind, two binders. The, the one <laughs> about the purchase history of everything she did for this house and everything oh. like that is like this thick. 
she handed us the Bible to this house. And so we were able to, when the roof leaked, we're like, wait, we had a roof thing done um, as part of the inspection. Called up that company because we had it right there. She mm-hmm. had her copy. Yep. It was in the records and said, hey, didn't you fix this? And they're like, yeah. Is it leaking? And we're like, yeah. yeah. Water's coming through the ceiling. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, oh, snap. So they came out and did X, Y, and Z. Right. Charged just bucks for it which is a lot less than they could have because i think they were ashamed and <laughs> it was literally something that only like a driving rain would really have done but mm. we live in florida driving <laughs> rain is what we do yeah it's tuesday and- it's tuesday there's driving rain it's wednesday there's driving rain it's thursday everybody's at disney and there's driving rain yeah and it was something where like the water came in under a, like around a vent that hadn't been properly flashed oh, and then it traveled down the pipe and then collected where the extension in my office is. And it's like halfway through my ceiling and you can't see it. <laughs> but like the seam tape from the drywall came off and it bubbled and it dropped. Yep. And essentially it just collected there because that's where it stopped. And luckily everything dried out and there's no mold. There's a little bit of, we're fine. We just need to patch it and paint it. We're yeah. Fine. Yeah. But um, that costs money. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> But it's just ugly right now. The curtains that are hanging over the door there of the archway are was because I didn't want to look at things. <laughs> I, I put a Band-Aid on it and called it good, and that I, was the door to my office. Yeah, no, the, the hole they had to cut in my kitchen ceiling to get to the pipe, like I said, the pipe that worked for 20 years and then didn't. Um, mm-hmm. It was in the kids' bathroom behind the, behind the uh, uh, shower. So to find it, first they had to go in through the ceiling here to go up to find it, and then they could go in from behind the thing. But, you know, I haven't finished. I mean, I, I need, we need to paint it. We need to sand it. We just, we haven't because frankly, it's in the, the up top in the corner. And, I, you know, I only patched it because I got tired of looking up basically straight at the pipes for the, yeah. Yeah. You know. And then you had like nightmares of a giant dust bunny coming for you while you're recording. So, yeah. At least, or is that just me? It um. was, it was more, it was more the cats getting in there. Really, oh, the yeah, cats. Yeah, do that. Yeah, it's yeah. something like we've discovered. Um, there's some soft spots and stuff like that that we have. Mm-hmm. Hilariously, the screen on our porch has had the worst case because Buddha, bless his heart, um, <laughs> is not smart and more than once just barreled through the screen in the door. Mm-hmm. Um, we we staple it back and call it something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, we're not going to rescreen the door at this point. Um, it is it that is still better than my friend KB Spangler, who has who at one point had like the window guy on call because the the dog now known as the tripod would dog yeah um, shit beast prime I believe he's often <laughs> called on her Twitter. Um, yes. Although although now he is he is the tripod because he had he lost the one leg, um, but he used to launch himself through the window on the regular to get through people, and so I believe their their like glass company he she could call them up and say we need the usual, and they knew what size glass and they knew when where to bring it exactly what window was gone. Oh um, my god! Yeah, she had a she had a horrible dog before years ago um and she wrote a hilarious blog post on this might have been on live journal i'll have to dig that one up but um it was an open letter to to president-elect obama on why you don't need a labradoodle 
Oh, and she, are yeah, and she was like, "Do you do you have do you feel the need to have your carpet cleaning company on speed dial and order the usual?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Yeah, that that was I." Now it's it's absolutely hysterical, and and the dog who's no longer with in this world, you know, uh, was so much more well behaved when it left her care than it had been, I think, in its life. But um, still, it, it's it's a hilarious read to to explain to uh, uh, President Elect at the time Obama why he didn't want to get a labradoodle. Yeah, mm-hmm. we we are. I've I ended up like starting to work with the rescue because I love what, the rescue we got Buddha through. Mm-hmm. Um, deals with death row dogs, and so oh yeah. Um, and we are close to Putnam County, which is the poorest county in Florida. Mm-hmm. And they get a lot of abandoned dogs, a lot of hounds, so many hounds. Yep. We have, um, we're basically the hound and pit bull rescue. Um, so mm-hmm. we, <laughs> it's, it's our owner, the, the, the CEO has a soft spot for hounds and everybody else loves the pits. So it's a thing we have, um, but we, when we got Buddha, I was like, who wouldn't want this dog? And she was, he was a five-year-old male who was unneutered in Putnam County's uh, shelter. Like no matter how sweet he was, he was a pit bull with big balls and he looks it. Mm, he's a tank. Mm-hmm. Nobody was going to touch him. So they pulled him out because he's so sweet. Like he holds. Oh yeah. No, grudges. he's the sweetest. He would defend me until mm-hmm. death, but he's also like five seconds away from being my husband's therapy dog. Yeah. He um when the shit hits the emotional fan, he will get up on my husband and like wrap around him like a dog hug. I have so many pictures of them like when he's having a bad day, he gets like he my husband curls up in this corner of the couch and he Buddha will get in his belly area and drape himself so his head is like over on his underneath his armpit, but he just like presses himself into him. There's also um before we started, he was on Lexapro, and which was what the Navy put him on. Mm-hmm. The Navy was just dealing with what it was. Um, <laughs> and he was on Lexapro, but if he missed a dose, which goldfish, yep. um, he would have really bad nightmares. And oh, yeah. even coming off of the Lexapro, the night terrors are still a thing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it took one time of me waking up in a headlock with him trying to pop my head off my shoulder yeah. and me screaming and Buddha gets in the middle of us. Mm-hmm. And and now it's to the point where he will actually anticipate and it'll be 2 AM. And all of a sudden I'll feel Buddha get up on the bed and he just gets in between us or climbs on top of my husband. And I'll like half awake be realizing that my husband was starting to thrash and he's just holding him down. It's yeah, just what he does. No, I mean, that's, that's the thing. The, the pit bulls, AKA Staffordshire terriers, have a very, very uh, maligned reputation. They are such it's sweet. so much nurture. Yeah, it, it really is. And uh, really, they are, every single one I've met has been the sweetest dog in the world until it felt the need to defend someone or something. Mm-hmm. And then it would go back when it was done to being the sweetest dog in the world. Yeah. He sounds terrifying when mm-hmm. he barks at people, but really he's like, hi, will you come pet me, please? Please come pet me. Yeah. And then he's so sad when they walk by and they won't pet him. Yeah. <laughs> he gets the saddest look, but like Waffles was a death row dog because she's a hound mix. She had obviously had puppies. Mm-hmm. She, um, 
the worst thing is they cut her teeth. Somebody oh, cut her teeth those. And, like smashed her mouth in. She looks like an, if you if she lays on her back, her lips curl in like an old lady in a cartoon because her front teeth are so smashed. Her canines are cut in the opposite direction of the point. Mm. Like, well, maybe she maybe she chewed, and I'm like, this dog doesn't chew. She doesn't chew. Like yeah. she doesn't chew on the kennel. She doesn't chew on anything. They cut it. It's a smooth cut, and it's the saddest thing. Like, but at the same time, she's so defensive that we think she was used as a bait dog. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Because the way she broke her leg was a big, aggressive, super aggressive dog at a trainer that they were they were evaluating the train. The trainer was evaluating this dog. This this person mm-hmm. was trying to push forward. She had said, "I can't help him in the time period you've given me. Mm-hmm. You need to come get him. He's isolated in this yard." Something happened and Waffles finished it or tried to finish it. This is a 40 pound dog going after a 70 pound pit bull through a fence. Yeah. And he's, and he's trying to climb the fence to get to her. She's trying to go through the fence. And this whole thing, next thing you know, dog's got a leg lacerated and broken in three places. Yeah. And the rescue's calling me, going, I really hate to ask you of this because. She she has like that personality mm-hmm. that just slightly pushes Austin's buttons in such a way. Yeah. Um, that in in medication change, it was like we we need to take a break from fostering this this difficult child. <laughs> <laughs> she um so they called me and said, I'm really sorry, but you're the most familiar thing to her. And we're facing her having surgery either to amputate or to repair the leg and this whole thing. And I said, I looked at him and he said, Bring her home. Like, what are we going to do? Like, this yeah. is a dog that we are home. And so she's been with us. She just got her cast off two mm-hmm. weeks ago. Um, so she's, she's, we think she's six. The dental records are so messed up that we can't tell. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we called her thump thump for months because on the hard floors, we could hear the thump thump thump. I, I remember. Own as she went around corners. I remember when we had the, uh, the beagle in a cast when he sprained his mm-hmm. leg. And yeah, that thump thump as uh is a thing now occasionally he would forget which foot it was so he'd be like oh no i hurt my foot again and then he'd realize it was the wrong foot and he'd put it down and hope we didn't notice and lift the, the right one up so um yeah he yeah, we, we it's funny with her like she tried to move fast she moved better with the cast on it because mm-hmm. after so long in the cast so she's been limping around for two weeks but she's getting better and she would like charge out after something and then ram her head into the fence. And cause she would forget how much faster she can go. We, we had <sighs> conversations with, we, we, they had the surgery to repair the leg based on possibly faulty vet recommendations mm-hmm. because we were like, I think she would have been fine as a tripod because and it would have been less trauma to her and everything like that. Because of the fact that whenever she needed to move at speed, she just picked up the leg and ran. <laughs> so you can see this like waving thing. <laughs> she goes. Off. Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 amazing how resilient our our pets are versus how we are sometimes. Yeah, and so. it's and it's something like with mm-hmm. with everything having the pets to come home to for both uh, both mm-hmm. my husband and I is is an amazing thing. For me it's both a responsibility and sometimes it feels like a burden. Another thing on the list that I have to take care of. But it's also on the worst day when my own depression is dealing, mm-hmm. my anxiety is going nuts, I can sit on the couch and I can hug a Buddha. And Buddha makes yeah. everything better. 
<laughs> yeah, no, having a huggable dog is important. I, I had several non-huggable dogs for a while, and now we have Lacey, who would be perfectly happy if a human were to just wrap themselves around her mm-hmm. all the time. And then she looks smug and at the other person going, why aren't you hugging me too? This could be Luna you. Luna does the same yeah. thing. Yeah. But he has that, that little upturn of the, the corners of his mouth. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Like, oh, yes. And they didn't, they never docked his ears, so he has satellites. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So if you have food, he'll sit on something and his face will smush up, but his ears will be right there. And you yeah. know, he's like, hey, you know who likes potato chips? Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, Ernie. Ernie would do that if he if his if his ears were up, but he's got the big floppy hound ears. No, so there's only you know there's only so much lifting he can do. And... Okay, um, we're almost an hour and a half into this thing. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it's it's fine. It's, it's fine. Something where the changes and the and the dealing with things have been so many things. Like with all the stuff that went on, I went from yeah, like October was a whirlwind. I don't remember half of it. I know yeah. I cried a lot. Um, yeah. The best thing I did, though, that I thanked myself for a million times was having a wedding coordinator. All right. Even just for the day of, because I could relax, drink four mimosas, and <laughs> be ready to go. And I could know that the tables would be set up, everything would be decorated, and she would be running the show so I could just show up to my wedding and get married. And Right. With all the stress of my in-laws, because there was stress, like, will they or won't they show up like four days beforehand? Whole thing. Uh, it, it was just an insane amount of stress. And then with the job and the switching. And I am gratified that my previous bosses were like, do what's best for you. We will mm-hmm. support you. I was able to burn my leave instead of getting you know, paid right. out so that my benefits would go. I had less than a month of no benefits. So I could, you know cross my fingers and hope mm-hmm. that nothing broke in my body mm-hmm. for that period of time. I also recently ended up in the ER because I sprained my ankle so badly walking across my driveway that my husband was concerned that I had broken something. I no, I've I remember Ursula did the same thing. Yeah. It, so yeah. I, I was mm-hmm. literally walking in a straight line and my left ankle just rolls yep. and pops in such a way that I saw it behind my eyeballs. And yeah. I, she made a noise like someone was murdering a Muppet. I was like, I know this is some. She has just hurt herself because I've never heard her make that noise before or since. Oh my god! I, uh, yeah, it's like you say murdering a muppet, and I'm like, but there's like so many ways that sound could go. So scientifically, I'm running through the options in my head. <laughs> just, just it was, it was, it was terrifying. I'm like, and she immediately just sits down, and I'm like, you are not well. Yeah, <laughs> we are, we are not flying to Oregon tomorrow. We are going to the ER tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My husband came home that day because I it happened. I went, I took care of a car appointment that I had, and then I walked around the Jacksonville Zoo for two and a half hours, limping slowly. Mm-hmm. I was like Baymax. I was not fast, um, <laughs> but I was moving and I was fine. And it was when I dropped my friend off and on the drive home that my ankle started swelling up to the point that I took my shoe off because I couldn't do it. And I, by the time I had to get out of my car and up the two steps and into the house, it was bad. So I, mm-hmm. I like limped my way in, grabbed a bag of ice, went into the bedroom. Buddha's like snuggle time. <laughs> so I propped my foot up. I put the ice on my ankle. Both dogs were there. And I was like, we're fine. Yep. My husband comes home. He looks at me. He lifts yeah. the ice pack, looks at my purple ankle and goes, so we're going to the ER. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a sprain, but I managed to sprain it in such a way. Oh, no, no, no. Sprains sprains can sometimes be nastier than breaks. Breaks, they can fix a lot easier sometimes. And um, 
uh, although, you know, my tattoo artist did literally break a part of her foot and had to do the cast and then the soft cast and then the wrapping tightly. And so she's just now getting all that back. But, you know, sometimes like a sprain will come back broken. At least it's like once the bones are knitted, you can get it all back. A sprain. It's like, well, yeah, you, you, you've stretched. Yeah, you've you've stretched that, and it doesn't just snap right back to the original thing. It's going to be a little loose, and you might do it again. Yeah, you might not. Was, yeah, was working in a PT school and walking down the hallway to get coffee. It was like they could scent blood in the water. Oh God! Yeah. So I had faculty going, "Are you injured? <laughs> yeah. Would you like me to wrap that for you? Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't you be on crutches? I have crutches." <laughs> Yeah, it was, and I was like, no, no, no. I'm more of a danger to everybody else and myself if I'm on crutches than if I'm not. It yeah. was, it was, get, yeah, no, it was, yeah. it was comical me trying. I was like, I'd rather limp. Yeah. So through all these trials and tribulations, through all of that, and we've, there's been a lot of dealing with failure in this and just moving forward. Pretty much, how time mm-hmm. keeps going. <laughs> yeah, have you celebrated at all? I kind of. We haven't taken our honeymoon yet. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, so it's, and I don't know when we're going to. Right, uh, right. We had a plan, and then the plan died, and yeah. so we're we're working on that because mm-hmm. uh, the schedules and the new job and not having any leave and everything. Yeah, um, yeah. But the one day that really sticks out and all of that is mm. the wedding. Like it was the time that. The years of deployments and all the things that had come before that and all of the mm-hmm. trouble and trial tribulations of the year up to that point, which before October were enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, we in getting his family here and my family together, the ones who could come, mm-hmm. Hurricane, Hurricane Michael, yeah. Um, and all of this stuff and still having the most gorgeous day and the most gorgeous sunset on the water mm-hmm. facing west and I had the 1940s victory rolls of my dreams. Um, And then three days later, I cut my hair off to my chin. And and now I have a pixie cut because as my anxiety levels go up, I cut more hair off. Ah, I see. Yes. Um, It's one less thing I have to do high maintenance on. But we, um, like, that is the day, like, when the shit hits the fan and my husband and I are looking at each other across the living room, having just, like, yelled at each other for something. And we're both at, at, the breaking point, I looked at him and I was like, are you still happy you married me? And he goes, yes. I was like, okay, Okay. then we can get through this. We can get through the medication. We can get through my thyroid crapping out. We can get through the the budget being tight. We can get through crazy work schedules. As long as you're still with me as much as you did the day that you told me you were with me till the end of the line, which was in his vows. Because we're dorks. Because you're dorks. (laughs) We, um, yeah, no, we, I mean, we took our time. We took five years between when we met and getting married, uh, even though it was pretty much obvious to everybody else that that was something that was going to happen. Um, But uh, uh, there isn't a day that goes by where we don't sit there and just appreciate that we have each other. And I think that that is one of the most important things you can do and when that starts to fade, and I'm speaking from experience here, you know, if 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 it ever changes the other way, then there are, there are remediations. Uh, I do not regret a day of my first marriage, uh, nor do I regret the divorce. <laughs> but 
Um, it's, it's it's possible to have both. Yeah, um, but there is a a when you're with the right person, it's there's just this whole thing that no matter how bad it gets, as long as you got each other's back, man. As long as you got each other's back. <laughs> and we're both like we both are working on in, getting into mm-hmm. therapy on our own. Yeah, and working that, and then also the mm-hmm. VA provides couples counseling especially yeah. for somebody who's on disability and their mm-hmm. spouse um so we are working towards that and getting the scheduling and the diagnoses that he mm-hmm. needs and getting everything working out that way mostly because i think the va realized that he's a goldfish and the best resource of how things are actually going is going to be me yeah <laughs> and and that's so. that's not uncommon i don't think with his particular situation Mm-hmm. You know, I, that's this is something that while the VA is terrible at some things, this is probably their one area of expertise. Yeah. And yeah. we we personally like one of the things that we've managed to and in all of the tears and all of the fighting, mm-hmm. um, we've each picked something that means the most to us. And we make mm-hmm. time for that yep. with the schedule and with everything. He if he's in the middle of something with a game he will get off and he will go to bed with me mm-hmm. and he may get up in an hour or less when he knows I'm snoring <laughs> and go back and do that because he's not actually tired yet. But to me, it's mm-hmm. my thing of knowing that he's there and yep. we go to bed together and I fall asleep next to my husband, not next to the dog in an empty space. And mm-hmm. to him, it's having couch time at some point Yep, because the physical reassurance is there and it's, like we'll play Diablo three because mm-hmm. we like the smashy smashy. Oh God. Yeah. And no Diablo three is a great co-op game. Yeah. Yeah. We have it on the switch. So we have it for, Oh, how is the switch version? I've been, I've been wondering about that. How is oh, the I switch? version? Oh, okay. All right. And my, I grew up on, my dad was a big original Diablo and Diablo two and everything. So I've played everything. And I... It's one of the few games I actually play. And it's one of the few games the non-platformer husband and the platformer wife can agree on. <laughs> I I was I was playing all I played them as they came out expansions and everything. So yeah, it's like, do I really want to play Diablo three again? Yeah, but it's on the Switch and the Switch is so cool for that. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's it's great. But we'll 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 play. But we'll also be sitting there like half tangled up in the dog across our legs, like yeah. that kind of thing. Because it's that kind of piece to him, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Yeah, it's it's that time of night when we're both, even if we're not both on the bed, we're both in the bedroom. I might be reading a book. I might be on my tablet. She'll be playing a game. She might be on her tablet. But it's just that sort of that mellow together time. And right? we make time yeah. for it and mm-hmm. all of the craziness. Yeah. And we've we've learned, even without therapy, yeah. <laughs> needing more, trust mm-hmm. me, because this is a lot for the first, like, six months of Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, we don't do anything lightly. Um, like we've been through a lot in the three plus years. Yeah. And we have been through so much in a different way on the six months we've been married. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's something that like, it takes time to organize and he's understood. Like, he's like, you always get mad at me when I don't do things that things your way. And it doesn't make sense to me. And I looked at him and I said, I spent three years with my mechanisms and my manners of doing things as my way to keep my anxiety at bay. Mm-hmm. And for most of our relationship, I had to be you and be me and these mechanisms, even if it seems completely unknown, unknown to you as to why the dishes have to go in that cabinet. 
have to be washed this way Mm -hmm. or why I do laundry on Sundays. Like it doesn't seem to matter to you, but because of the way that I have operated, if I keep my Mm -hmm. baseline going, I can work with anything with the anxiety and the things that go. And when I finally sat down and verbalized that, he's like, Oh, but what if I don't want to put the dishes there? You know, (laughs) (laughs) Like we can, we can work with that and I can be like, fine, put them a cabinet over and I'll just move them when you're not looking. But you know, like. That sounds like me and them load, the rest of the household loading the dishwasher. So yeah, yeah. Uh Uh-oh. I don't have a dishwasher right now. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, those (laughs) are, those are, my puppies are starting to get restless. It's, it's that time of knife. So Yeah. Um, well, it's been wonderful to have the chance to talk oh, to you. Oh no, again. absolutely. And I'm I'm glad I'm glad you reached out to me because there's a there's a lot of change going on here. And while we didn't follow the usual format, um it was a really nice catch up and I think everybody's gonna enjoy it. So I, I really I really wanna thank you. Right. The, I joked with the 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 best advice piece that my boss likes to hammer on is be flexible like Gumby. And after all of this stuff where a program tanked that we were supposed to be launching in the fall Mm -hmm. and we had been working our asses off and this whole thing and all this stuff and everything, she's, she just comes out and she's like, "Husa, flexible (laughs) like Gumby. And I looked at her, I was like, to be that flexible, I'm going to either need to take up yoga or drinking heavily. So (laughs) just, just flexible. Do you want me to be? And she looks at me and she's like, you know, they have wine yoga classes now. Yeah. Did you, did you look at her and say, unfortunately, lately we've been flexible like Mr. Bill. (laughs) It's been a lot of, uh, a lot of flexible where my, my parting story to, to say to anybody who's going to, um, into a professional setting or is trying to build up your confidence, I mm-hmm. will say the power of an email signature is not you boasting. No. Especially in a professional setting. Mm-hmm. I have a master's degree in public health, which gives me the right professionally to sign my name, Alicia Day Baker, comma, MPH. Right. Um, the same way anybody with a master's in education could be X, Y, and Z, MN, mm-hmm. or a PhD, or all these things. It's a qualifying of my job, all these. We were launching a program um, with, there was a pr- program director who is not a doctor, mm-hmm. doesn't have a doctorate, is not an MD, all this the stuff. Um, at one point he kind of made a comment to me and a, one of my admission specialist coworkers, who's actually my lead, who also has a master's degree. Mm-hmm. And the comment was, well, you really have to have some graduate school experience to understand <laughs> this. And I'm like, I read transcripts every day, all day. I do X, Y, and Z. And my boss comes out and she goes, is your MPH in your signature? I said, no. And she goes, put it there. And then my uh-huh. other one put her, her, her call, her, I think hers is a master's in counseling or social mm-hmm, work. Mm-hmm. Um, so she put hers and mine. And then the next reply that we sent had that. And it was just this little quiet punch because suddenly his tune changed. I bet. Because yeah. his degree that had his qualifications was essentially a master's degree level and it was on par. So never be afraid to put your qualifications in your professional email signature Yep. because sometimes it's the perfect middle finger to the person who needs to read it. And in, in all honesty, in academia, it's often, it's a dick waving contest. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so, but yeah, if, if so, yeah, I, I can't go into academia. I don't have a, ba- I don't even have a bachelor's degree. 
So, and there's no yeah. saying you need it to. I'm married yeah. to a guy who's going to be a diesel tech and yeah. will make more money than I ever will by the time he is. Because yeah. he knows how to take apart large machinery and put it back together so it does the thing. And that's, I don't. yeah, no, I don't, I don't know that either. So more power to him, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it, there's, there's skill sets all across mm-hmm. that. But if you have to wave a dick, I am not afraid to be like, <laughs> as a woman, I can go to a sex store and get one bigger than yours. <laughs> And I think that is the <laughs> perfect note to end on. <laughs> I can't wait to go tell Ursula about that line. That's brilliant. Oh, so You may have one naturally, but I can buy one bigger. Yeah, exactly. So, um, again, thank you so much. This is an absolute joy. And I think there's uh, so much good stuff that I'm going to have to transcribe. Fortunately, uh, like I was saying early, before we started, it looks like this one is going to be scheduled for after we get back from China, so I've got time to put it together. It's not like yeah, I have... Need, yeah. If you want, I can, I can send you links to stuff that I have. So Yeah, because I'm sitting here going, I, I didn't get the full name of the fiber place and, the, you know, and I've got you know, here's the, the uh, FERPA and the whole... Uh, the dog day gardens, and I'm like, I have all these stuff to look up. Like, smart sheets, I know, but yeah. Yeah, if you want to just send, shoot me an email with your notes and like the shorthand, and I'll send you links to stuff and make sure that it's all all in there. Yeah, when I when I when I get to processing that, because uh, the dogs have started to show up looking for their dinner. So uh, yeah. yeah, the cats are looking hungry. There's this, the second bathroom is behind me, and mm-hmm. that's where their stuff is because it's dog proofed. Ah, uh, yes. And so there's moose like staring around the corner, like, hey, hi. Yeah, yeah. No, Sergey. Sergey just showed up on my desk, which means he's about to get destructive. Okay. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, <laughs> hey, buddy, don't rub the, don't rub the. You're rubbing the microphone. Oh, yeah. Sergey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, for the people listening at home, we'll be right back. So it was great to catch up with Alicia and hear how everything has changed, how things have gotten worse than better, and how the crazy has sort of settled back out, which has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, For those of you who have stuck it out this long, I know it was a little bit of a long interview, the badge code this week is WAFFLES. And you take that badge code and you go to productivityalchemy.com and there's a little spot that says enter badge code here. And when you type it in, you are given a image with some metadata that tells you how you earned it. And the badge is, the, the image itself is uh, follows the Mozilla Open Badges standard, which means that it can be shared and displayed in all kinds of neat ways once you have collected it. So, hey, that's cool. Other cool things we can talk about. Uh, the first is that Ursula saw that it was still light out when we are recording this and was like, I could get more plants in the ground and scampered off. That's why I'm here by myself rambling on and telling you about ways you can support us. 
Ha ha. Look at that segue. That was a terrible segue. I know it was a terrible segue. Anyway, you can support this podcast and all the podcasts we do by going to productivityalchemy.com forward slash support or patreon.com forward slash Ursula V. That's Ursula's Patreon, and that will get you all of her ebooks, her self published ebooks for free. If you happen to be a Patreon subscriber, hey, what a great bonus. Plus, you make sure that we can do things like get a new microphone when we need a new microphone or pay for the medicines we need to save our lives after we've done Kevin and Ursula eat cheap for close to 10 years. It's been almost 10 years. It's kind of ridiculous to think about, isn't it? There's a, it's a wonder we're still alive when I think about that show and, uh, Anyway, so yeah, Patreon. We love our Patreon people. You guys have been awesome. You can also, if you want to support us but don't feel like supporting Patreon, hey man, that's cool too. Uh, coffee.com, ko-fi.com slash ksunny will take you to my coffee page and you can buy me a coffee. And I drink a lot of coffee. And so really all the, all the help is appreciated. The coffee keeps me moving in the mornings and gets the podcast done and the podcast produced and all that stuff. So as a little bonus over there, since I can't give you all of the T Kingfisher self-published eBooks for free, you do get a badge code for buying me a coffee. So there there's that. I think that's about everything. So thank you to everyone who shares, who likes, who talks to us on Twitter. You guys are awesome. I want to thank you so much and just y'all have a good week and remember stay productive. <laughs>